Greetings. This is the three list. This is episode 12 of The Three List, and Mr. Bill, we got a legend with us in the studio, a young legend, a young legend, to say the least. A South Florida legend. A South Florida legend. No, no, no. Our numbers are going to go through the sky because we got... A local Twitter legend on our in the stew. Not even that either. (laughs) In the stew for episode twelve, we have the notorious JSA. (laughs) Josh, call him Appel, not Apple. That's E L Josh Appel. (laughs) Josh Appel, what up, baby? The production value is light years ahead of what used to exist on the podcast, oh. formerly known as Market <laughs> Territory, that I used to host with Mr. Bill. He just said it right here first. You know who? Uh, you he know who just calls, said it here first. You know who calls him Josh Apple the most in my life? Who? My car. <laughs> New text message from Josh Apple, and I'm like, you bitch! Hey. Jolene, <laughs> let's figure it out, okay? Jolene, Jolene. So if this is episode 12 of uh, The Thrillist. This is episode 41 of Smark Your Territory. Thank you to everybody who constantly reaches out to us about, hey, you guys ever going to bring the wrestling podcast back? And we're like, nah. So for those of you who don't know the history and are confused as to the intro music that was tonight after our awesome intro music by, who did our intro music uh, there, Junior? That was Dan Levitard. Not and that Stu- one. Oh, our, our the thrillist intro music. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That's you? You did that? Yep. I thought that was wow. me. Jamie did that. Did that Jamie was did me. That? Uh, shout out to Jamie Hinkson for uh, riffs and loops inspirations. Okay. But yeah. Oh, fire, I, fire. Me, but that's who. Then immediately after that, you heard the opening strands to the uh, uh, Take Me There from the Dan Levitard <laughs> show's uh, Super Bowl musical. And uh, the first voice you hear on that one, huzzah! Is that of Chris Whittingham, and Chris Whittingham used to be the poor bastard who has to edit and listen to all of the episodes of Smark Your Territory, which Ugh. was Josh and I's wrestling podcast a couple of years ago. Before before I figured out how to do it myself, right? Whitty exactly. was the uh, the catalyst behind the Bless his right. heart. So Shout it wasn't just Chris we're not Whittingham. just trying to ape uh, trying to ape the Levitard show's momentum right now. We're just uh, that's an actual <laughs> maybe we connection. are though maybe a little bit, but that's an actual connection we have. We are uh, we love Chris Whittingham, and he used to listen to our stuff. So shout out to Chris Whittingham. Shout out to Smark Your Territory. Well, what's funny is if people were listening to this and you're hyping up a South Florida Twitter. <laughs> legend and it's not chris whittingham so <laughs> it's nobody who's in that song so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you i call you a south florida twitter legend because when i first got on twitter back in 09 my whole thing was just like just get followers you're not legitimate on this platform until you get followers so the two people i zeroed in on the most to get my shit retweeted by so i could eat ah. some followers up was one josh appel wow. because high school kids were all on twitter at the time and he all he had like over a thousand followers like that's crazy and Riz McGiz, shout out Riz McGiz. Riz McGiz. I was like, if I can get Riz McGiz, to I should not. Toys. I should not be mentioned in the same 
breath is the uh, legend that is Rizma Giz. Oh, hand, right. hand hearts to him. There Shout can out. be a king. There can be a prince. Shout out Rizma Giz. I'm, uh, he's not on Twitter so much anymore because uh, he's got a life now and a family. And uh, t- Twitter is a real extreme, job. Twitter is extremely toxic, and he's staying off of it. But he, I see him. He floats around every now and then. We see him out there. He pops up every once in a while. He's the man. And we all have memories with Rizma Giz. Uh, through the Twitter world, through the heat, <laughs> through the heat Twitter mafia. He was one throughout of the, origi- the years. original heat Twitter guys uh, during the big three. Riz was, yeah, I mean, I, damn, I'd say he was one of the catalysts of it. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Riz one night, uh, I, I definitely gained a lot of followers one night because Josh and I were having a conversation on Twitter and he poked his, he poked into the, the combo and retweeted something. But at the time, Josh's avatar on Twitter was him standing behind a podium and we, huh. whatever we were talking about, Riz was just like, hey, no matter what you do, I always feel like you're addressing us from behind the podium. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'll never forget that line. I remember driving around. GTS. I just GTSed it. Twitter started 2006. So you weren't that late on No, it. I got in. I got on Twitter early. And I, I remember I got in on it mostly because reporters were starting to do reporting on Twitter. They would start breaking stuff. I'm like, I got to get on this website. And then you figure remember, out. Remember when reporters were reporting? Yeah, that was cool too. Nah, not so much anymore. I uh, I was I like to maintain that I was the first student reporter. in my high school. No, uh, <laughs> I was the first reporter. Ever, I was the first reporter. No, I was the first uh, person from my high school that like started using Twitter regularly. Uh, back in two thousand nine, I like to I like to think that I was well. Absolutely, everybody from your high school followed you because I could not believe how many 100%. followers you had. One hundred percent. I was just like, oh my god, I was sitting there with like thirty seven followers. I was like, Josh is like eleven hundred followers. This is incredible. What high school is this? Cypress Bay. Cypress Bay. Shout out to Cypress Bay. That's in Cypress uh, Bay. Western Florida. Mm-hmm. Nice. Home of Josh of Hell. This is where Josh got his I thought start. you were going to say home of the lightning, and I was going to be so impressed that you were going <laughs> to rattle that off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. Jo- uh, Junior's got a whole the uh, like a whole thing for all of our guests, like facts. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. Uh, shout out to Jake Winderman. He yeah, was co-host yeah. with you. Winderbag. What's yeah. up, dude? Winder- Come at Winderman, me, bro. Yeah, Winderman and I did uh, our high school football games together. Yeah, so Josh's, uh, Josh's uh, broadcasting career, which we should, we should mention that Josh is a – Way too good for this podcast. Such a good professional to be. <laughs> friend of the show, though. Friend of the Absolute show. Absolute friend of the show. But Josh's uh, sports broadcasting career started at Cypress Bay High School. He would do uh, basketball. Would you, say, or... would you say it started there, or did you have uh, earlier inspiration? Because I'll tell you, like, I used to do morning announcements and stuff like that in elementary school. I used to do the, the school lunches. And Same stuff. Well, well, funny enough, I actually, when I was, like, really young, I wanted to be a bus driver. Like, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Shout out to a Bronx tale oh, previous go, episode. So when I was really young, uh, I would go to my grandmother's house. She lived in a condo in this community, and they had a What's bump. grandma's name? We got uh, a Nona Cookie. Nana. Cookie. Grandma Cookie. Grandma Cookie. Uh, I call her grandma, though. Okay. So uh, very creative. <laughs> so <laughs> you can see where, where all the uh, <laughs> where it all comes from. All the juices flow. Uh, I think the spiciest thing about you is the fact that your name looks like it's Apple, but it's a pal. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh no, we got you there. It's, I just I just answer to it. I know what you mean. What it's, do you call mom and dad? Mom and dad. What do you call grandma? Grandma. grandma. Josh Apple. It's a pal. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they had this like shuttle that would go to each building in the community and like drop them off. It's just a community shuttle. And for fun, when I was like a little kid, I would just go ride the bus. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, I would drive the bus. I was eight years old. Driving I was like, around, that was my dream. Driving around the old person's community, picking people up, taking them to the clubhouse so they could play shuffleboard. So so I, I kind of had an idea that this is what I wanted to do. I, I 
done a little bit of like morning and I'm just going to power through that. I, I was, I was doing like a little bit of morning announcements, um, in middle school, but nothing like too big or anything. And then in high school, um, I was trying to get involved with, uh, some kind of sports team. I wasn't good enough to play. I had just finished playing baseball. So that was it. And I was trying to find another Avenue to stay involved. So, um, I went to the uh, basketball coach and I became the, the, one of the managers for the basketball team. And on the first night, our first game head coach walks up to me. He goes, Hey, Go get the microphone. We need somebody to do uh, player introductions. What? So I did player introductions that night, and I was the PA guy for basketball for four years. <laughs> oh, but we also God. had we also had a, a TV production program at our uh, school uh, run by Kurt Doster, who was a coworker of yours at uh, the Heat. He does a lot of the oh yeah yeah stuff. yeah. I remember I remember that I remember that. Yeah. So uh, Kurt gotta love him. Uh, they were doing live events for basketball, football, everything, but I wasn't involved in the TV production program until my junior year. So I did the sports cast on the morning announcements for that. Um, I did play, I play for our football games on our webcast, my junior and senior year. Um, and then, uh, also was a sports producer for our weekly Friday show. And I would just run the sports block and, you know, run our school highlights, things like that. Record tosses, all that good stuff. Play by play on the, on the webcast is some, 2000s kids stuff right there. Oh, it was great. We had all our games on on broadcast on the internet. <laughs> I was getting reps at such an early age, and it was amazing because I had like some kind of idea going into college. All right, this is what I want to pursue, and I just kind of put my head down and did that once I got to USF. Um, keep going, keep going. Tell us what you were doing at USF. Okay, so I did – oh, by the way, I was also interning for various radio shows right. and stations as well while I was in high school. I interned for Levitard before they – uh, the, the went p- national. The Possibly. pipeline of Lebetard show interns that have like risen in the industry to be doing stuff like Josh, obviously. Uh, Whittingham was a, was an intern and then went you know ran away and then now he's back with them. And then uh, who else? Tache. Billy was an intern. Uh, Chris Cody was an intern. There are so many. Not uh, me, Cortez Billy. was an intern. Not me, Billy. Billy Gill. Billy, Billy Gill. Gill. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, after I went to college, I got right involved with the student radio station. Uh, did my own radio show for. Uh, the first summer I was there, it was three hours by myself, and I'll never forget this. The first show, I was so nervous, and within like three minutes, I'm breaking down. All right, what if Roberto Luongo comes back to the Panthers? <laughs> so, Josh How is- can we get Roberto Luongo back to the Panthers? And the best thing is that it happened like a year later. Josh's heart, forever and ever, Manifested. will be just just uh, west of the Sawgrass Expressway uh, in the uh, BB&T Center, whatever the hell it's called now, the FTL Arena, for the Florida Panthers. Josh loves the Florida Panthers more than anything. So he's doing his, <laughs> his, his student radio show in Tampa for a bunch of kids from USF who are listening. And I remember listening that day. I was working at Pinecrest Day. The time. light, the, do and the lightning just, exist at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, hundred percent, big percent, big hundred percent. And we're we're listening on the radio to Josh's first show, and literally three minutes in, he's talking Panthers <laughs> hockey. I'm like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew we would fall back on that. It's my, it's my default. It's my I default. wish you guys had a timer set up on that. You uh, would have caught. Dude, Dale and I were Dale and I were sitting in the office listening to him. I'll, I'll never forget he it. Started talking Panthers hockey, and I'm like, he did it. He went right to the freaking Panthers. Uh, and that was the start of it in college. And I, I was doing color. Co- <laughs> the first broadcast that it was color commentary <laughs> for a USF men's soccer game. And if you knew me back then, Oh, I was not a soccer guy. <laughs> uh, we got through it. And then I started to do a lot of our basketball, baseball, softball, my freshman year, and then kind of took over as a sports director at the student station, my sophomore, uh, junior and senior year. And I did every single sport. We traveled for every football game. Uh, did every baseball game, every basketball game, you name it. Did Clearwater Threshers games, uh, the 
previous sports director before me graduated and got the job with the Clearwater Threshers. Her name is Kirsten Carbach. And at the time, she was the only uh, woman doing play-by-play in minor league baseball. Now there's uh, more than a handful and a couple at the major Shout league Shout out to Kirsten now. on yeah. International Women's Month. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. There you go. It, there right, you go. Right under the wire. Uh, so Kirsten was like, hey, if you're not going back, to, if you want to do this and you're not going back to Pinecrest to work next summer, uh, the job, like, you can... Be the number two with me. Huge loss for Pinker State Camp when we lost Josh. uh, Huge loss. So, listen, the Josh Appel dance lived long after I left. (laughs) Man, so many highlights of Josh Appel. Do you know what song I heard the other day? And it made me think of another thing along those lines. Uh, The Sean Kingston song. Uh, Beautiful girls. Fire, fire burning oh, or whatever burning. that one. And the there dance. was a little kindergartner who would slap the floor and then just hold his hands up and twiddle his fingers. The dance contest. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. I, I thought you were going to say uh, the Justin Bieber song. Oh, when you, when you did the, we uh, could we could get to that nah. later. Oh, we can get to that later. That's a legendary shot of you with the wig. Oh, and, uh, the purple sweatshirt and Bill uh, next to you. And and not many people know coach. this. That Fun. was uh, your voice coach. Uh-huh. Right? My voice coach. Yeah. <laughs> and not many people know this, but that was. Not my first time portraying Justin Bieber at Pinecrest Day Camp. <laughs> Dale went to that well a couple of times. That was, was like, my Bieber. That was my second one. The first one we did a a Wizard of Oz parody, and it was like all the you know the Tin Man and the the Lion and all that. We were different Hollywood characters. I think it was uh, it, I was Justin Bieber. Corey Spector was Kanye. Shout out Corey uh, Spector. Shout out Corey. Someone was Britney Spears, I think, and then I forget who the other character was god like this this part has been pushed out of my mind i don't remember any of this yeah it was my, my, it was, i was never on the show that was the, that was the, the junior show, so. he was just uh the guy who pushed little kids off the chair to win musical chairs <laughs> we've discussed this in the past yeah uh, absolutely would bully people so billy zane cease and desist king zane king, king zane, zane please, billy please, zane, king zane all the same <laughs> Uh, I'm not so certain. We used to do King Zane to avoid the copyright infringement. We don't. Well, Dale would call you Billy Zane. That Billy Zane, he's a cool guy. I'm still in Dale's phone as Zane. Nice. I have a child. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, can you tell me listen to Love and Talk? If you if you if you listen to Smarker Territory, you'll know that our entire show is just references to the Levitard show, the Levitard and then show. a bunch of other inside so, jokes. Funny enough, when when Junior and I got back at it with the with the Thrillist, he, he was like, "Listen, I know you're listening to a lot of podcasts, but the last thing I want to do is just become like a parody of other podcasts." <laughs> what do you? So, that's what Smarker Territory was. I'm constantly like, I'm constantly like, okay, I got a Levitard joke here. I'm just not going to use it. It's like you know, shiggles or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly. Shits and giggles. Right. Uh, I think it's sheets. Sheets and giggles. Please sponsor. Or was that sheets and giggles? Okay. Please sponsor. Us. Uh, and <laughs> so, uh, are we gonna do the the Bieber thing now? Or are we gonna? Uh, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that again later. Mark that. Mark that. Mark that. <laughs> um, Mark that was one of our pits. <laughs> oh, and a sound effect. Come oh, on, it's amazing. The whole Come board's on. there. That's amazing. The whole board. Is so, there. Uh, I did Clearwater Threshers minor league baseball for like four ish for a little over four years um while doing all the stuff at usf did you really do that for four years yeah my sophomore year through the year after i graduated Jesus college Jesus christ we've been friends a long time i know <laughs> it's been a long it's been a long you time. were you were great at usf uh for four years exactly yeah so i was at usf uh from the summer of 2012 through the spring of 2016 okay so um, after I graduated, I applied for – before I graduated, I applied for the Gymnance Award, which is uh, at the time – I can't believe I'm doing this, but you're going to ask me about it anyway, so I'm just going to talk about I it. I wasn't going to ask you about it. You know, so I was. 
So hello, th- friend. Ju- I wanted to ask you some questions. Uh, so just friend. think think about it. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it like that. Shout that's out, Brickle way Bruce. Too important. Hello, friend. That's that's why. That's why. <laughs> so we're in the locker room, and Bruce, shout out, Brickle Bruce, 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 two one four. Ah. He, um, Bruce, we, Bruce. we got like, we oh, got football Marlins, games, fellow Marlins employee as we jump ahead ah. in, in Josh's, uh, resume here, uh, Bruce, which has worked with everyone, everyone, every team in town, every single team. He beats Chuchi. He's, I think he's, he's got, yeah, yeah he's no. the only person that beats Chuchi. Chuchi never worked for the Panthers. Oh, no. wait, did she? I no, think she no, might no. have done music for the Panthers. No, she she was saying when she was on the other day that it was only Marlins and Heat. That's right. That's um, right. sorry, Chuchi. But like religiously. Yeah. And, um, we would have the football games going on in the locker room and stuff like that, and it'd always be Jim Nance. And mm-hmm. Hello, friends. Bruce and Billy. Hello, friends. <laughs> Just... A tradition unlike any other coming got, up in so, a week. So here's the thing. He only does hello, friends, for the Masters. He doesn't do it for NFL. Or he might. But he does it for everything, I think. Does he does he it do for it? everything. CBS. When you do a he does it. He does it for everything. So Nance. Josh, uh, his senior so year. So Josh won. applies for the Jim Nance Award. Not just applies. I, uh, against all odds. Toot toot, brother. Toot toot. We, this is a place where you toot your own damn horn. Yeah. Toot toot. I was fortunate enough to be selected as the winner of the Jim Nance Award in 2016. That's not a, not a, not a small thing. Not At a small all. Thing. At all. It was really cool. Um. I was very humbled by it. The pictures. It's very thankful. Uh, <laughs> met, met, connected with a ton of cool people at the, uh, the conference where they so the nsma does their yearly banquet award show um and i was invited out because the company that handled the gymnance award got a nice little segment during the banquet where they hand out like national sports writer of the year national sports caster of the year and then each state has the individual winners and whatnot so we got a little segment on that connected with a ton of cool people out there um a lot of people in the industry that you've all heard and, and watched and whatnot and the best was having to go up there and give a speech in front of all these people on a night where there's four hours worth of speeches. So I go up there and I talk for like a minute, short and sweet, thank everyone and, and uh, get off the stage. But uh, an, a great experience. Um, I finished with the Threshers that year and then returned to South Florida to be the uh, voice of the FIU Panthers football and basketball teams. That's right. Damn, damn, your resume yeah. is long. I always forget about that. The youngest voice of a Division One play-by-play football team in the country at the time. He uh, was come on. West, West, West. come on. Come shout, on. Come on. Shout out to West Carroll. Shout out West Carroll. Shout good, out West hey, Carroll. Rant. Hey, Rant, my good buddy West Carroll, who I had never um, – who I had never met before. We went to a Canes game earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, we were Golden Canes. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, 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 uh, but, we'll, uh, but I'll never go back. Cheated ourselves into Golden Canes. Tickets. I'll never go back. And uh, They closed the bar too early. Never go. I'm never going back. <laughs> End of the third quarter. You're on your own. You got to start paying for beers. I'm never going back. But uh, Wes and I hit it off, man. Wes, Wes is a lifelong football guy, obviously. I, you know, played a little football back in the day. Not a big deal. Wes, Wes was the quarterback at Mississippi State when they lost to Auburn 3-2. to two. <laughs> <laughs> But... And but I, uh, he's also the only freshman quarterback to to beat Nick Saban at Alabama before Joe Burrow did it. That's right. That's or sorry, Trevor Lawrence. Actually, <laughs> what's he doing? Did he get uh, Did he get a gig somewhere? No, he's still at St. Thomas. He's still the OC he's still at St. Thomas. Thomas. He's the um, offense coordinator at St. Thomas. St. Uh, state champion football team. State so, uh, what was I just saying? Talking. You were doing play by play with uh, with FIU. with Wes at FIU, and all the while I was you know in contact with a company called uh, Sports USA Media, which is who I work for now. And it was just left at, all right, send us your stuff, you know, later on in the season. We'll see if we can get you on a bowl game. And so I sent them some stuff and 
they got me on the Independence Bowl and the Outback Bowl. And then after the Outback Bowl, I was talking to my now boss, and he was like, all right, so what are your you know plans for next year? And I told him I had, you know was going to go back to FIU, and he's like, well, we'd like you to come uh, and do a, a full schedule for us, you know, college game sometimes and NFL game other times, and uh, on for us. And I was like, uh, yeah, obviously, for sure, I'll <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm 24 years old. I'll take those. I games. was 23. 23 <laughs> damn <laughs> years old. God. So um, that's one year, one listen, year at FIU, one year at FIU. I, I had planned on being there for a few, um, but the sports USA opportunity <laughs> Look at you, was like, obviously. I'm going to die here. <laughs> I'm going to die. Well, I was just, go, I was just going FIU. off of the trajectory of how, you know, it was. You, you bide your time for, you know, however many years, then you try and move up from there. Just like any, any other thing. So um, just like any other thing, but instead he blew up the entire timeline. <laughs> Like Michael Johnson breaking the 200 meter world record back in 1996. So gold shoes. I I, I still work for Sports USA, uh, doing NFL games every Sunday, thrill of a lifetime every weekend, and I'm also the uh, PA voice of the uh, Miami Marlins with the opening day coming up, the home opener on the 14th of April. Josh, shout out to you, man. Dude, I feel (laughs) inadequate when he runs through his resume. He just doesn't become the. So I've known Josh since he was a but a wee lad. And Josh used to get kicked out of my office at PCDC. <laughs> we were talking wrestling. Because we'd be talking about wrestling, we'd be talking about sports, and, and the director at the time, Mr. Heron Dunn, would be like, get out of here, Josh. You're supposed to be working. And I'm like, I am working. but Josh Work, schmark. <laughs> so that's who Josh is to me. Josh has always been my my like my little my little brother. And then now he's like a big shot. And I'm constantly. I'm, I'm not jo- a big shot. I'm Josh's biggest fan on Twitter. Whenever Josh does anything, like he did earlier this year, he did a um, college basketball game on FS1. Uh, yeah, March of 2021. Doug Gottlieb, right. my good friend. Right, a late night on FS1. And you all have FS1 on your cable service. Like, you could have watched Josh call a college basketball game. And I uh, am the loudest proponent of Josh being the damn voice of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, as soon as need they, that. As soon as they smarten up and decide that they need to change their play-by-play people, they need to get Josh. I mean, clearly, you've got a kid from South Florida who loves the Miami Dolphins and is really, really good at play-by-play. Right in your backyard. Right in your backyard. Make that happen. Josh should be the voice, the next voice of the uh, Miami Dolphins. There, there, I said it. Fine. I, I would right. love for that to happen. I hope you're right. I would love for you. But to. all respect to those who hold that position right now. See, of course. You see, he can't do this stuff. He can't do this. Cheese and rice. That I, man is white. I gotta get another beer. That's Seamus. That's my Irish brother. Seamus. Okay, so you gotta fill me we in. Have, on we have what WrestleMania. The hell, exactly. Fill me in and the people on what the hell is going on here. What are we watching in the stew today? We typically watch a movie. But this is a special edition of the three list. All right, well, this is a smart. I'm going to cut you off because I'm going to give you the play-by-play of what's happening here. It's, yes! it's your podcast. Yes! Give you, uh, yes! so, so this is uh, WrestleMania in Orlando in 2016. Billy and I and a couple other friends, uh, Marcelo and Allison and Chris, and Chris uh, went to wrestle and Allison's brother went to WrestleMania in Orlando. And this was when the Hardys initially returned to WWE, and it was kept a big secret. So they're setting up for this triple threat ladder match for the tag team titles, but featuring uh, half the teams that are no longer in the company. Nope. And so everybody thinks, all right, New Day's coming out. It's going to be the New Day. Oh, my God. Because they're not on the, on the show. Shout out Kofi. And shout they're out, like. Shout out Woods. Shout out Big E. Get well soon, Big E. Yes, please. Please do. Uh, and then uh, instead of New Day. They introduced the Hardys, and it's one of the loudest crowd reactions that I think I've ever been a part of. Let's teach the people, Josh, what it's a loud crowd reaction. What is that called? That's called a pop. A pop in the industry. Am I is my microphone working? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, I perfect, like dude. Not not to be confused with Marlon's relief pitcher Zach Pop. Ah. No, no one will make that confusion. <laughs> and now it's Zach Pop coming out of the bullpen. Our, Zach Pop. Our, <laughs> that's how I do it. 
Shout out to Taylor Tankersley. Ooh, he had a great Fu Manchu for a while. Um, are these guys' names Matt and Jeff? Yes. Matt and Jeff Hardy. Wow. Hardy yeah, they, so, are, they are now in AEW. So why the hell are we watching WrestleMania instead of a movie? Yes, please tell me why. So here's the thing. Josh and I, as we alluded to here's earlier. Here's the thing. Josh and I used to host a wrestling podcast, wrestling podcast. Wrestling. So I very, I'm, I'm very cautious, not cautious, but I'm very cognizant of pronouncing it wrestling when I'm talking about professional wrestling because I don't want to disrespect actual like collegiate wrestlers who do the Greco-Roman stuff and is like are like legitimate like not that not that pro wrestlers aren't legitimate athletes like like, like Kurt Angle I fight like real wrestlers right like like collegiate Greco-Roman Gable Stevenson Gabe yeah Gable Stevenson who's about to enter WWE. So Josh and I used to have a pro wrestling podcast called Smark Your Territory. We were on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Shout out Ethan Skolnick. I've spoke about it before. Um, we did it for about a year. Cranked out about, let's call it 40 episodes. So that's why we were joking earlier that this would be the 40th, 41st episode of uh, Smark Your Territory. Uh, the Glenn Rice episode. And uh, I can't think of any other 41, so that would be the only 41 episode. The Braden Looper episode. Damn. <laughs> any Panthers 41? The Greg McKegg episode. So... The joke we used to every episode since we were a fake sports show, a fake sport podcast on a real sports network, we used to try to tie it into real sports. And every episode we'd number and we'd be like jersey number stuff. So all right, so this is episode twelve of the three list. This would be the Tom Brady episode. This would be the Bob Greasy episode, the Jacory Harris episode, and Josh would always come right behind me with <laughs> random Panthers that had certain. That's great, Greg McKegg, <laughs> who's a current New York Ranger playing for former uh, Panther head coach Gerard Gallant. There you go. And uh, Frank Vetrano. How about the, I was going to say, the former Florida Panther, Frank Vetrano, who is killing it with the Rangers yeah. right now. He keeps scoring goals. That's what he does. He's a streaky scorer. He's a good player. He's playing with the, the bread man, Panarin. He had scored two before we uh, before we Two traded. big goals. Yeah, he won a damn game. Yeah, and against tra- San Jose. He up the next night. Get out of here. Thank you for your service, Frank. Thank you for your service, Frank. How much hockey was uh, being speaketh on on the smarkier territory? So I, w- I would argue that our best recurring inside joke was the Optimus Rhymes joke. So the Panthers had a backup goalie behind Roberto Luongo named uh, Scott? James Reimer. James Reimer. James Reimer. Scott and Reimer. Whenever Reimer would make a save at the arena, and this is back when only Josh and I were going to games, and Marcelo, shout out Marcelo, uh, back when they were, the, Mar- the Panthers were extremely mediocre, they were always five points out of the last playoff spot, and nobody was going to the games, they had a backup goalie named James Reimer, and whenever Reimer would make a save, they would put up like Transformers graphics on their beautiful <laughs> huge scoreboard that they have there, because Reimer sounds like Optimus Prime. Now wait, I know what you're thinking. You're like, damn, that sounds familiar I, where have I heard that before? It sounds like a cartoon character. Well, you see, Optimus Prime was in the Transformers. Right. Uh-huh. And they play the, the sound from the Transformers in the arena when oh, James like Reimer. The... Yeah, yeah. When okay. he makes a save. And his uh-huh. nickname is Optimus Rhymes. Right. No, I get and it. you get it because Rhymes right. no, uh-huh. vaguely sounds like Prime. Right. Exactly. Optimus uh-huh. Rhymes, Optimus Prime. Right. See, okay, yeah, no, I, no, I got so that. So you get but, it, right? No, I get it. I get it. I get it because it's like the, the cartoon. And in the movies, that what's his that name? That makes sense. Do? Yeah. Mm. So we would do that, that shit every sense. single week, without <laughs> without fail. Sometimes multiple times a podcast. So the first ten minutes of our wrestling podcast, we're always well, sports takes. How, lo- sports how long takes. were the episodes? An hour, a hard forty-five to an hour five. Yeah. And then yeah. how how many of these segments would happen? We, the first the first fifteen twenty minutes were always this. We were the only people on Five Reasons talking hockey. <laughs> it's true. Even though uh, even even though at at the start 
Ethan was just like, I need to cover every base. And he had about 60 podcasts on that on five reasons. And now it's down. He's, you know, he's figured it out since then. And now it's basically heat. And I think there's one Canes pod, maybe another one. But, uh, he, you know, he, the bread is buttered with the heat. So that's where he goes. But at the time, we were doing, <laughs> we were the only ones talking. I'll say it. For we were the best podcast. A hundred percent. We had the best logo by a mile. People bought our Glorious. shirts. People bought our shirts. Buy our shirts. I have seen them. Buy our shirts. Buy our shirts. These are all bits. Buy their shirts. Buy their shirts. You may, I'm not even going to bullshit you, you may be able to still buy our shirts at the friggin' Five Reasons Sports Pocket website. It might be a thing. I hope you can. We did the the shirts, right? And we sold a bunch of them, actually. And for a while there, we were the top-selling shirt on the way. Because shout-out Adam Smoot. He put together a ridiculous design, which we'll tag to the uh, this episode of the podcast. That's still really uh, good. The design is so good, you can't deny it. No matter if even if you didn't listen to the podcast, it's a super killer sweet uh, lucha mask. So a lot of people were buying it just to buy the friggin' designs. Okay, so, so can someone tell me who this clear person is? Uh, uh, Seamus. Oh, right? so anyway, the reason not the re- this isn't the only reason we've had Josh on, but the timing. This is WrestleMania week, so if you are a wrestling fan, even if you don't necessarily love WWE anymore, like myself. It's still WrestleMania week, and you still get fired up, and you've never had more fun in your life than WrestleMania week. So we are watching WrestleMania from Orlando, like Josh said, and <laughs> Junior cannot take his eyes off of Sheamus, a, I want to say, three-time world champion, maybe more. Yeah, multi-time world champion. It's, it's because world champion. I keep turning lights off in the stew, and it just keeps getting brighter somehow. He, he is from Dublin, and he is extremely pale, as most of my people are. Uh, you know, Conor McGregor and Finn Balor are not the norm. Most of the most Irish look like me and Finn Finn's. has so many abs. He's got like <laughs> at least eight. Most humans only have six, and you never see them. He's got eight, and he shows you all of them. Shameless. So we're watching the. Uh, I mean, yeah. What's, what's, the most, what's the most original name we can come up with for the Irish wrestler? I mean, there was a, another uh, Irish wrestler named Finley. Uh, he liked to fight. That was his whole bit. My name is Finley, and I like to fight. So we were discussing this earlier when uh, J- little J- Jason stayed with me. Junior was like, uh, who's Josh's favorite wrestler all time? And I was like, Josh is younger than me. And Junior was like, he's younger than me. So Josh is super young. But I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Hardy. Is that who your favorite wrestler all time? So I wouldn't say he's my favorite wrestler of all time, but he's definitely the first that like I gravitated towards. I remember okay. going to Monday Night Raw in probably like 2007 at uh, at the time, the Bank Atlantic Center or the National Car Rental Center, whatever it was called. You did it a bit <laughs> earlier. I'm doing it again. The Nick Rick. So, oh my gosh. Wow. So uh, we sat near the entrance ramp on the floor, like close to the stage. And this was the night that Chris Jericho returned okay. uh, against Randy Orton. The, the, the bit with him coming back was he there was a guy running with a torch from Stamford to Fort Lauderdale to celebrate Randy Orton or something. And Chris as, Jericho appears. As one does. As of one course. Does. <laughs> uh, pro wrestling's the best. It's so, the damn best, as you're going to learn to the rest of this podcast. So. Uh, Jericho appears out of nowhere once the guy enters the tunnel to the under underbelly of the arena and clotheslines him and like does his little Jericho pose and so that was when he came back. But I went to that show in a Jeff Hardy shirt with a Jeff Hardy sign. Um, <laughs> signs signs used to be a big thing in the wrestling community. If you went to a if you went to a live show, oh, yeah. it was a middle school. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we so, like Jeff Hardy. All right, so here's the thing about about professional wrestling, like it's 
four children. I, I, I shouldn't say professional wrestling. I should say w, the WWE version of professional wrestling is geared towards children. But I think they moved away from that. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think that the, it was definitely like that in uh, the what Cena was peak Cena. So after the Attitude Era with The Rock and Stone right. Cold, which is where most of our it's, listeners are going to be like, gotten, oh, that's it, what I used I to watch. I feel like there's a nice middle ground now where right. it's, a, it's a edgy when it needs to be. and it. I mean, they've got Roman Reigns out here calling himself a god. It's not exactly geared towards kids. The joke I always say is I'm like, most people watch wrestling when they're kids and then they grow up. And then those of us who don't grow up stick with wrestling. We end up watching wrestling still. So we, we're the ones who stick with it. We're the wrestling adults that are out there. Wrestling adults, excuse me, who are out there. So... Uh, like some of the guys that are on the screen right now, uh, Cesaro. Did, did Cesaro just get released from WWE? Did that happen? It, yeah, yeah, it did. So Cesaro's an amazing wrestler who was with WWE for a long, 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 long time and, and just never really got the push that most of us older wrestling fans thought he deserved. Uh, push is another wrestling term. Is when you see a guy on TV a lot, he is getting a push. And guys who get pushed. Because remember, it's all predetermined. So we can make anybody popular and famous that we want to just by simply writing the story in. So uh, Cesaro's out there as a free agent. But two of my favorites ever are on there, uh, uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Two of my favorites. Uh, what, what are their names? No, I was trying. I was Chief. I was going to go with their shoot buddy, names. Buddy, buddy. I was going to go with their shoot names, but I decided with all the marks listening, I had to tell you who I was listening. So. How, many, so. how many of these people are actually like tag teams? Uh, like actual duels besides the Hardy... Uh, so Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson are always together to this day. Seamus and Cesaro. They're on Impact Wrestling. So Seamus oh! and Cesaro were... He just did a twist of fate off the top of the ladder. Were solo were, acts that they paired up to make a tag team. But the Hardy Boys have always... The Hardy Boys are great because they can do either or. Like Jeff Hardy was a world champion in WWE, in Impact, at many places. Uh, Matt Hardy's always... Oh, this is a wild oh spot. God. I forgot about this. Jeff Hardy is about to jump off like a 40-foot oh ladder God. onto two dudes laying on a ladder. It's called a swanton. Oh. It, hurts. it hurts real bad. And one of the ladders didn't break. The one If the ladder doesn't give, it hurts real bad. And then Matt Hardy climbs up the ring and wins the tag team titles. This is like the height of the delete, delete, delete stuff, well, too. Well, he had just left Impact Wrestling where he'd come up with, and again, most of you don't know what the hell we're talking about, but if you want to have a good I time. I have no idea. Go what? to go I'm to YouTube up. and type in the final deletion. I mean, look at that crowd reaction. They were, dude, oh, no. we were going bonkers. We were losing our minds. And this was after a long day of tailgating. And trying to get through this entire five-hour show with uh, a lot of alcohol and a lot of... Uh, Billy fell asleep. I fell asleep. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. I fell asleep. I fell asleep during the AJ Styles match, which I love AJ Styles more than I like air. And I fell asleep. That's, that's literally what you told me when we were setting up. Something was playing, and you're like, I remember none of this. I was fucking blacked out for all of this here. So, WrestleMania in Orlando, we drive up uh, early. We meet our friend Chris at his hotel where we were going to stay the night after the show. And we go right to Publix, uh, get a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, amenities. Because, <laughs> oh, it's Carl Anderson that takes that Swiss of fake. Jesus. Uh, and we, we proceed to start drinking. But before we start drinking, we are looking for a spot to park at WrestleMania. And we were like, we didn't buy a parking pass because we're like, it's a huge football stadium. There's got to be, like, open places for us to park, right? Wrong. Every spot that we checked out was permit only, permit only, permit only. We were screwed. And then all of a sudden, we see this little kid standing on the side of the road with a cardboard square. Twenty bucks. That said, parking. forty bucks. Whatever it Park, was. It was forty bucks. He I said, see where I see our lot. That's our lot. I see our lot. Literally right there. None of you can, but I can see it. <laughs> 
No, so Junior, closer. It was literally forty damn dollars, and we were like, "Where is this kid taking us?" And we're following the street, and it takes you to the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, like literally right next to the, the stadium. Citrus Bowl. <laughs> that stadium is get not, it? That stadium because it's not shitty. Special. No, it's it sounds like shit, but it's Citrus. But it, actually, it's Camping World Stadium at this point. Oh, but whatever. It's still a Citrus Bowl to me. Damn it! Damn it! And this kid puts us right next to the stadium. There's literally a, a parking lot next to the Citrus Bowl with about twenty spots. And he's like, you can park here. Like, the best you, is that I, sure? I kept my phone on the whole tailgate to charge my... Or, sorry, I kept my car you on the whole car tailgate. On to try to charge everything up. Thank you for the toothpick. I'm good. I'm good. Ah, yes. R.I.P. Scott Hall. R.I.P. Scott Hall. And uh, so, yeah, so we get we get, we get get parking literally right next to the stadium. When we, when we were literally about to park a mile away, two miles away, because we couldn't find parking. And all of a sudden, for 40 bucks, we're parked literally, literally people... 20, Next to the 20 feet from the stadium. And I kept my car on to charge my phone the whole time. We tried to start it to leave, and my car was dead. And the car was dead. So we get out afterwards after a five-hour show. Oh, my God. I forgot about this match. They He proposed to her. John Cena shoot proposes to Nikki Bella in the middle of the ring here against The Miz and Maurice. Shout out to The Miz, who is literally the bad guy in the celebrity match every single year at WrestleMania. Loses every single year and never loses an ounce of momentum, man. The Miz is... He's the, the best. The Miz is the man. First we, ballot. Yeah, all I mean, that's another bit we had. I mean, been every kind of champion. He's a crossover guy. He's got a reality show. I mean, he... Got a smoking hot French-Canadian wife. Just, just, the, just the man. And he started from the real world. What a guy. He's living the dream. The Miz has the optimism that Chuchi has with the Marlins. <laughs> Just keeps coming back year just after year, huh? year after year, no matter what. And that that visual it had Al Roker in between. Uh, oh, because he was the ring announcer. There is yes. nothing Vince McMahon likes more than getting somebody from mainstream media to be on his wrestling mania <laughs> show to try to draw some eyeballs to it. Like, just just focus on the nerds, man. Just focus on me and Josh. Don't try to drag Junior in there. Just focus <laughs> on the nerds. I don't understand. So, Josh, how long look, did this last? So, John Cena and Nikki Bella shoot dated for like. Oh, five years! Oh, the, that's the, funny. The, that's I forgot funny. about the, the parody of yeah, yeah of that's funny. Total Bellas with Cena and Nikki Bella. Oh, that's right! And friggin' and that. Brian Danielson, <laughs> the greatest of all time, who's now wrestling in AEW, was dating her sister Brie Bella. They're married now. They got two kids. God bless them. But the parody that Miz and Maurice, and Maurice did oh, looks incredible, is amazing. It's it looks just, incredible, dude. This whole angle was, dude. That whole day was great. Oh, funny story. So uh, John Cena used to be introduced as the, the running joke was that he it was introduced as Jern Cena. There was an E and an R where there shouldn't have been. So the Marlins, John Birdie. It's the same amount of syllables, obviously. John and Birdie, C, nah, two syllables. That's that's math. That, that's not math. It's it's uh, language. It's language. Math. Yeah, it's alliteration. It's fine. That's not alliteration. Grammar. Alliteration is like the same letter at the start of every word. Like Frankie Fox. Yeah. He's a rapper. Sure. You never heard of him? Never. So, uh, <laughs> where was I going with this? No idea. How's this going? How's this going? <laughs> it's your story. Oh, oh so I introduce John Birdie every time it comes to bat, and I go, John! <laughs> like the, like, How Cena. much does he hate you? He's literally doing it just for me. I'm sure the players <laughs> do hate my <laughs> The same thing you want Vince McMahon to do. Appeal appeal to the nerds. Josh is doing that so just for you. The main bullet point of all of this, as we are sitting here for 45 minutes into this show so far, is that Josh and I love pro wrestling. 
And it's WrestleMania week, so there was no other week I was going to have Josh on but the damn pro wrestling week. And when we're doing this show next year, guess what, bitches? I'm bringing Josh back, and we're doing another damn show. For <laughs> I'm here. Let's, uh, let's, how did you get into professional wrestling, Josh, and how did you stay involved in professional so, wrestling? So I just kind of started watching it when I was like, uh, end of elementary school, going into middle school. Um, I remember the worst like bike accident or like that type of thing that I've ever had. Um, I was gonna go off one of those like plastic ramps that was set up in the street. But like talking like BMX or not like a dirt bike or anything. No, it was like a bicycle. Yeah, and um, I got about halfway there before I fell. <laughs> Didn't even get on the ramp. I fell on the way to the ramp. I uh, thought, oh, I just scraped my my elbow. Turns I, out, I want to tell you guys a little story about my buddy Josh here. Josh has injured <laughs> himself in the most ridiculous ways possible multiple times. Oh, shout out, Josh. You, you, Me but, too, dude. But I'm, all, but I'm also like. I could surprise you with like weird feats of athleticism. <laughs> like I can look athletic one second and the next second I'm tripping over first base in softball or twisting your ankle. Uh, oh, or, or twisting my, I wish I twist, getting a concussion, twist my putting the helmet on. I, I fell and broke my hand. I'm trying to was. break my fall. I broke three fingers. I didn't get surgery. Uh, pins, pins in my fucking hand. Hey, use the F word. This guy never curses. He's always I on curse grade. all the time. I love it. Not on, not on microphones. <laughs> not on microphones, you know. So that's an F bomb. I I got this gash in the back of my leg, and I had to get two layers of stitches. And that Jesus was the same Christ. day as WrestleMania, the first one in the Ric Flair retirement WrestleMania, right? Twenty four. So I, I begged. I begged. Wearing yeah, a Ric Flair shirt. I Woo! begged my mom Shout to to, to buy the pay per view. Begged her. To buy the pay-per-view. And How could she say no to a kid with exactly. a bunch of gashes in his feet? Yeah. So we got Chinese food, and we watched WrestleMania at home. Oh, sounds about right. That was what the first dream. pay-per-view we ever watched, or what I ever dream. watched. And I kind of I was into it my freshman year of high school and then stopped watching for a couple of years. And then 10 years ago this weekend, I guess, uh, Billy, Marcelo, and Chris had an extra ticket, or Marcelo had an extra ticket to right. uh, once in a lifetime that turned into twice in a lifetime, Cena <laughs> versus The Rock, down here at uh, Sun Life Stadium at the time. Mm. And Marcella was like, hey, we have tickets. If you pay for parking and drive, you can go on my extra ticket. So uh, Marcella, who I mentioned on this, uh, we mentioned on this podcast often, uh, and then Josh are, I would say, uh, besties? Best friends? You say best friends? You guys have been friends for a long ass time. Yeah, I mean, he's my best man at the wedding. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's how you know. So shout out to Josh. Just got engaged a couple months ago. Uh, going to get like, married in about like a year. Six months ago. Okay, you know, life, you know, time flies, bro. You know, flies. It's November. It's no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not even like that. I mean, like. Wow, I got engaged in November, and it's the end of March. It's flying. Yeah, it's flying. And uh, you're about a year away from uh, about the wedding. a year right? away. Yeah. Congratulations, Dude, Junior, Josh. I'm going to get so drunk at that wedding. Oh, for sure. So I'm going to get litty to titty. It's going to be off you're the chain, gonna bro. You're going to be with Tito's and soda, bro. Tito's and soda. Let's go. I, so I got back into it. <laughs> power, power right through it. Got back into wrestling for that WrestleMania and watched it ever since. And now here we are. So almost samesies. So obviously I'm much older than everybody. In the world, everyone on planet Earth. How are you going to say almost samesies? Josh started his life when you probably started watching wrestling. But I ran away from the product for a little while. Uh, let, me, let me run it back. So I'm I'm a, I'm a little six-year-old. Okay, now we need your six, wrestling story. All right, so let me run through mine real quick. So I am, uh, long story longer. I'm By the way, I'm old. really regretting this McDonald's that I ate before we started this. <laughs> My man Josh got McDonald's Uber Eats to him because when you can get a couple of McChickens delivered to you at a $15 markup, you absolutely have to do have it. Have to do it. And must do it. So I am a six-year-old. I'm at my grandma's house, and I am flipping through the eight channels that she had on her crank uh, TV, <laughs> her knob turn TV, 
and there was an episode of WWF, WWF at the time, Superstars. Get the F out. The Macho Man, <laughs> the oh. Macho Man Randy Savage is driving the ring bell repeatedly Munch. into the throat of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And oh. I am like, what in the shit is this awesomeness? And so they were preparing for their match at WrestleMania 3, which if you're any kind of wrestling fan and any kind of wrestling historian, you know, turns out to be probably the greatest match in the history of WrestleMania, even though it's the, happened on the third show and we're coming up to like 36. They, they kill it. They burn it down. So I'm hooked instantly, right? I'm spending all my time like uh, watching, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan on the Red WWE Superstar Show and whatever, and watch it into the through the Hulkamania era and into the Attitude Era in the late '90s, which is when wrestling blows up. Which is when a lot of you probably even if you never dabbled in wrestling, you've heard of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you've heard of The Rock, you've heard of Degeneration X, you've heard of Shawn Michaels, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So that was like the peak of wrestling's popularity. It's never been more popular than it was then. That's my time. So then wrestling kind of falls off a cliff after that. Like the you know both 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 um, both promotions uh, you know start losing ratings. WCW goes out of business. It's just WWF for a bunch of years. Even I at that time stopped watching it. The Rock leaves. He goes to be a movie star. Stone Cold Steve Austin gets injured. He doesn't he doesn't wrestle anymore. And like the the the, the main eventer guys are like Edge. And Jeff Hardy, the aforementioned Jeff Hardy, and it's like, it's fine, I'm checking in occasionally, but it's also not, like, the thing that I do every single Monday night. I'm not totally obsessed with it. And then one night, I'm sitting on my couch. Is that Meryl Streep? That's John's, that's Cena's, uh, oh. that's either Cena what? or Nick Meryl Streep? Problematic. All old white women don't look alike. She anymore. wouldn't be at WrestleMania. Oh, um, I bet you Vince would love that. <laughs> Stephanie! Stephanie! My other bit was on the <laughs> Sparky territory was doing my Vince impression, which goes, Stephanie! Can we get Meryl Streep in the front goddamn row of WrestleMania? Tell me why we can't do it. So I'm sitting on my couch watching a Heat game, and our buddy Chris shoots me a text, and he's like, yo, The Rock just showed up on Wrestle on a Monday Night Raw. Like, Holy what the what? shit? The Rock hadn't been on wrestling in forever. Finally. Finally. So we, I shoot it back, in re- and on that episode of Monday Night Raw, The Rock announces, I'm going to be hosting WrestleMania oh, in Atlanta. Over. And I'm like, well, shit, you got me, Vince. I'm going to watch <laughs> WrestleMania from Atlanta. So myself, uh, Marcelo, uh, Mar- uh, Chris, and Chris's brother, Derek, we call up Duffy's. Because at the time, Duffy's would show WWE pay-per-views at their restaurants. I call them up. I'm like, hey, are you guys showing WrestleMania this weekend? No. This is the one in uh, Plantation. They're like, no, but our sh- our store in West Palm is. Cool. So we drive to the store in West Palm, the, the restaurant in West Palm. We watch WrestleMania that day, and I'm back in. I'm immediately hooked back then. The, the, the main event was Miz versus Cena for the title with The Rock as the referee, shenanigans, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The next night on Monday Night Raw, which is always a huge episode of Monday Night Raw, they announce the main event of WrestleMania the next year in Miami, Florida. Oh. The Rock versus John Cena. Finally. Once in a lifetime. And your boy Bill was like, I literally tweeted that night. I'm like, guys. You were there? All of your jobs is to merely keep me alive until next year. You were there. I was there. So I can see The Rock. Wait, and was that his birthday too? Or no? no, that was a different that was, episode that of Monday Night Raw. Was that right? when Brock came back? No, that was the night after. That was the night after Rock and Cena where Chris and I are prominently featured because we are literally three rows up because we were seat filling that night and we are across from the hard camera. Oh, that was after Rock Cena once in a lifetime. That was after Rock beat Cena at Wrestle. So that was when I got back into it. So that's coming up on 10 years. Again, remember, that was once in a lifetime to be made twice in a lifetime. They when immediately they did, the did the next year in New York City for a second time. <laughs> 
But anyway, that's how I'm, uh, I got back into wrestling, and I've been back into it ever since because I'm a child and I don't have a family I have to worry about. I can just watch wrestling. Anyway, Junior, how'd you get into wrestling? My wrestling thing, well, I, I mean, I'm not into it, but yeah, yeah. when I got into Cause, it. Because you're not cool. I'm, try, I'm trying really hard with my Ric Flair shirt. and Woo! The, the effort. Woo! Woo! The effort is certainly appreciated and noted. Shout out to Hollywood. He inspired me from his wardrobe change from episode 11 of the three list. There has never been a greater uh, wrestling persona on this podcast than Jeremy Hollywood Rivera last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Josh, do you have a costume change you'd like to do sometime in the middle of this? Uh, and I'm wearing a shirt under my sweatshirt. Does that count if I just take the sweatshirt take off? Take it off. Take it off. And a Panthers hat. I have, to, I have to leave some things in the imagination here. And, and a Panthers hat. Go Panthers. So, Junior, tell us about you and your history of wrestling, if any. Um, I would say it started a little late, ended a little early. Uh, um, no offense, so, as I always say, I tell people, I'm like, look, man, most people get out after they grow up, and some of us stick around. That's it. I've never been against it, but I'm the youngest in the fam, so I had, like, the cousins and stuff growing up with Hogan, Macho Man, and Andre the Giant, and, you know, like, yep. OG stuff, and... I feel like I saw like a lot of like WCW stuff back then. Right. Especially so, being down here. And WCW was more the Southern promotion. Like Vince McMahon's goal was always take over the world, right? He wanted to be, he wanted WWE to be the wrestling promotion for all of the planet, basically. Okay. Uh, and it is. And I mean, and you know, God bless him. Here he is in 2022. They are. Even if, you know, like wrestling nerds like myself don't necessarily, uh, don't subscribe to that. So I like it. For you to be, we'll, we'll get into this. So for you to have only heard about WCW or been more in the NWA WCW time, that makes a ton of sense because in South Florida it would be it would have been that way. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and and the NWO was like popping off right um, right around the time that I really started getting into it. Right. And when the Rook was on the show, shout out to the Rook. I talked about the only two fights that I was in my life. I wrestled in because it's the only way I knew how to fight. If I drop this leg on this guy and count to three, I win the fight, right? <laughs> and that was 90, you know, 99, 2000. Yeah, 98, so, 99, 2000. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah my, my, my fanship is really with The Rock, Stone Cold, and uh, Goldberg, and uh, Mankind, I would say, are my favorite people, even though shout out to Josh Appel in the stew. The Hardy Boys were mm. like... I always used to do that. I like that extreme shit. But yeah, like you said, it, that shit only lasted a couple of years for me um, when The Rock went to become a movie star and things just started changing. I started Homer Simpsoning out into the hedges <laughs> and just... Hedges and I'm not going to watch this anymore. Yeah, I'm good here. So all my all my friends that I grew up with and, you know, the friends in high school and whatever, they were all super into it. We went to Monday Nitro at the Miami Arena. We, we were, they were all super into it back in those times. And then, you know, it gets a little ridiculous. I mean, because that's what the whole damn... <laughs> the whole damn genre is just being a little ridiculous. So they were they all backed out and I stayed in. But like I said, even though I I, I, I got away from it for a little while, but then that the whole rock stuff got me back in. So basically, whenever Dwayne Johnson shows up in a WWE ring, I'm like, let's go. It's rumored that it's gonna happen next year. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. So the reason Josh is here, not the re- not the only reason, because obviously Josh has got you. You heard his resume earlier. He is more than qualified and more than more than interesting enough. Do you guys have anything more to ask me about me? <laughs> Tell me about more about you, Josh. Who wants to hear more about me? But on the old Smark Your Territory show, we used to go over pay per views before they would happen and make our predictions and make little snide comments. Well, mostly me would make little snide comments about the wrestlers and everything. So. 
being that it is WrestleMania week, and being that uh, I'm trying to educate you people listening to this about a little bit more of the wrestling business, uh, Josh and I are going to run through the card real quick. Just uh, like, just, uh, a little run through the card. A run uh, through the card. I quick. love a run through the card. Damn fucking right. They are going to run through the card right now. This Junior. is Smark Your Territory's predictions Junior, you for the next WrestleMania. Hilarious. Mr. Bill and Josh Appel talk to the people. So I'm pretty sure you didn't know this, but Stone Cold Steve Austin is making his return to WWE yes, this weekend at Wrestling Mania. I feel the energy. I feel the energy when I put those beers in the cooler. A couple of Steve Weisers. I got a couple of Steve Weisers <laughs> here tonight. Brought there. some Steve Weisers over here. Yep, brought some Steve Weisers. What? What? Speaking of, speaking of Josh Appel having signs at the show, all I would see. What? Austin what? 316. What? Signs. Austin 316. What? Austin 316. <laughs> so, uh... And as uh, funny enough, as uh, <laughs> as used to happen on the. By the way, Smart that's the main event on Saturday. Is that the main event on Saturday? That's the I main I event the on Saturday. Okay, well we'll run through it here. The main second. event segment, the main event match is probably the women, but right. the main event Most segment the is right. the Stone Cold. Kevin so Adams. on the old um, on the old Smart Territory show, we would get ready to run through the uh, card, and uh, I would not be ready <laughs> with the card, yeah. and that's exactly what happened just now. I'm flying. I'm trying to find the, uh, the filibuster, the filibuster, filibuster. Talk about the Panthers. Talk about the Panthers. Talk about the Panthers. Ah, the Panthers. Panthers. I have waited my entire <laughs> life for this Panthers team. Yeah, and Claude Giroux, Santa Claude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Is that uh, a better is that a better nickname than the Optimus Primer? Nothing, it, nothing uh, will ever not so be certain. better. Nothing will ever. But be Santa better, Claude is pretty good, <laughs> and I can't take credit for it. A friend of mine who is actually a Flyers fan uh, coined it. Uh, I'm sure they, they've been calling so. him that for like 15 years, probably. Ah, Claude Giroux is a uh, is a Flyers former Flyers player who the Panthers have traded for this year, and he's uh, uh, a captain. Not excuse me, uh, the center on our third line. So no, he was the uh, he was playing with Barkov and Verhage on the first line. He was on the right wing, but they shuffled things up a bit uh, against Montreal. So we'll see where they play him. Uh, What's tomorrow. more boring than? Wrestling talk, Panthers talk. You sons of bitches. What are you talking about? This team is going to win the cup. This They're going to win. I, I, I don't cup. think. I don't think people. If they this this team is not your grandfather's Florida Panthers. Mm-mm. This is going back to 2014, where I'm tweeting the 2014-2015 Stanley Cup champion Florida Panthers, yeah, and confirmed. I have stayed committed to that bit. Confirmed until one day when it's correct, and it, I and I feel like you feel like this is the this time. is the time. Yeah. If if not now, when? If there's one thing uh, Josh loves, it's committing to a bit. We ah, to love so a bit. Many. Love a good bit. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, the Panthers are going to win the goddamn Stanley Cup. Let's have it. <laughs> All right, let's run through the WrestleMania Here we card. Go. As you know this year, fans, WrestleMania is a two-night event, which started a couple of years ago during the pandemic when they did WrestleMania in a sound studio in Orlando because they couldn't have it. We were supposed to go to that show. Right? We had already pushed No, that was, that was the te- – they were supposed to be – that was supposed to be in Tampa. That was supposed to be in Tampa. But we did, but we didn't have a chance to buy tickets. Hadn't we? We had not already bought our tickets. Are you sure? Uh, I believe we had already bought our tickets. We had a we had a posse going. Oh, on that show. Chris! Chris bought them, Chris and then we got them re- right because remember the group yeah. chat 
yeah. we had the joke because um, so we were discussing ticket pricing the day the day it came out, the day the tickets went on sale. All right, who's gonna who's gonna front the money for this? And our buddies Chris and Marcelo actually fought over who would front the money yeah. for this because they both wanted the credit card points. And Josh and I, as uh, not as uh, wealthy as those two guys, were like, ah, you guys go ahead and do it. I'll pay you later. <laughs> I'll Venmo you before Venmo. So we had our we and we had a posse that year. Joey was gonna come with. Shout out Joey Mandel. Yeah. Shout out uh, Chris, uh, shout out Hollywood. Hollywood was gonna come with us that year. We had a posse going to that show. Hollywood Rivera loves professional wrestling. I don't even know this or not. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, uh, so we ended up not going to that show. They have such a huge card, but they have, now have no restrictions on what they can do, so they actually split it up into two shows. So they come back the next year in Tampa at, uh, in, at Raven James Stadium. We're there, and they break it into two nights. And so now that's what they're going to do because WrestleMania used to be like five or six hours long, and man, was it a slog to get through. What, even If you were there, forget it. But if you're watching at home, not much better. So now WrestleMania is two nights, and we are going to go over the card. Night one. <laughs> Josh? Hit, hit the important ones. We don't need to go through every single match. Bullshit. We're going through every single one of them because there are only important matches. It's WrestleMania. Sue. Great answer. Great answer. The best answer. So, uh, I believe this is the main event on night one. Becky Lynch, Irish. Irish excellence. She is the, she is the Raw Women's Champion. She is fighting Bianca Belair. Not that all wrestlers aren't athletes, but she is a legitimate like D1 stud athlete. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch, champion. Bianca Belair, challenger. Who wins? I think Bianca gets the title back after Becky punked her at SummerSlam. Right. So Becky had been out. Uh, she had a child. So she was out. For she had a year. child. She has a child. She had a child with uh, other WWE wrestler, Seth Rollins. They we'll are, get to that in a minute. They are married. They, are, uh, they had a child. And so Becky was out. Becky made her triumphant return and then promptly beat Bianca Belair, who had had her WrestleMania moment last year in Tampa by beating Sasha Banks. And she beat uh, Becky beat her in about 13 seconds. Which many of us in the community, uh, wrestling community, hated. We hated that storyline. We didn't like it. So it would make sense for Becky or for Bianca to get her win back and have her big WrestleMania moment, defeating Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the title. I think we agree on that. Yes. Bingo. Okay. Aren't you guys sad you missed every episode of uh, Smart Territory? <laughs> the pay per view previews were the best ones. They were the best ones because we would just mail those suckers in. So many stamps on those suckers and send them right in. Rey Mysterio, even if you don't know wrestling, you probably know who Rey Mysterio is, the most famous luchador of all time. I know that guy. There you go, Rey Mysterio. He used to go as Rey Mysterio Jr. because his father was also a very famous luchador in Mexico. And I know Eddie Guerrero. Oh, shout out Eddie Guerrero. Lie, cheat, and steal. One of the greatest of all time, Eddie Guerrero. Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic Mysterio, who cannot work, versus The Miz. I'm not so certain about that. He's not great. He's a little slow. Everything's a little slow. Uh, versus The Miz and Logan Paul, the YouTuber boxer guy. So last year, Miz was in the celebrity match with uh, John Boy. Morrison as his partner against Baboni and Damian Shout Priest. Jeremy Hollywood. Hola, Puerto Rico. And let me tell you, Baboni stole the show last was year. Was I... Have you ever seen me happier at a wrestling show than I was no. when Bad Bunny broke out no. the freaking Puerto Rican destroyer? It was, dude. There is no, you. I can't even just put into words the reaction when that happened. There was a there's a move in, in wrestling in any professional wrestling that is used a lot on the indies called the Canadian Destroyer, and it's like a modified like powerbomb thing. I'm saying powerbomb, you people don't know what it is. Order and you like flip, but it involves a flip. It's involved flipping, and it's very difficult to pull off. And WWE for years has banned it because it's more seen as like a super move, and you can't really get away with it. And blah blah blah. So of course they let Bad Bunny do it at a friggin' re- at WrestleMania. <laughs> if you're gonna let somebody do it, you let Bad Bunny do it. I lost my mind. 
mind at the stadium when he pulled that off. So, <laughs> as, and we were just telling you about how the Miz was fighting Cena and uh, Nikki Bella. So, as you see, the Miz is always the, their go-to guy for celebrity matches because Miz is a very good worker in the ring. He's extremely safe, and he knows how to drag good matches out of not professional. Oh, John wrestlers. Morrison too. Well, also, John Morrison is one of the greatest of all time as well. He is no longer employed by WWE because they laid everybody off in the last Because reasons. Because reasons. Anyway, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Who do we think wins? Uh, this is The Mysterios. I think The Mysterios. I, I think this, is, this is The Mysterios going over and Logan Paul doing something to turn on The Miz after yeah, the match. Because it, you can't downgrade much more than going from Bad Bunny to Logan Paul. Yeah. Professional boxer Logan Paul, but but the 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 barometer for celebrity appearances on these shows are: do they care about it and do they take it seriously? Right. And from everybody, what they've said about Logan Paul, he checks those boxes. So yeah. we live with it. When we say you care about it, we mean: are you in the gym? Are you in the ring learning how to not injure? Because the main thing about professional wrestling, you is do it. not want to injure the other guy. So you do everything you can to make it look realistic, like you're fighting, without actually hurting the other guy. So the B- Bad Bunny. To his credit, was all in last year and was amazing. And he actually showed up at the Royal Rumble this year. Yes. And he also, and he kept going. So uh, that's a guy who loved wrestling his whole life, got his chance to be in oh, the yeah. Royal Rumble in the WrestleMania and killed it. So uh, moving Took on. one shot, one opportunity and seized everything he wanted. Uh, uh, but he captured it. He didn't let it slip at all. Bomb spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> the Usos. Jay and Jimmy Uso versus Shinsuke Nakamura and our good personal friend, Rick Boogs. Who we met at an NXT show one night. <laughs> so, so this this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me because part of me thinks that they put a title on Boogs because Boogs has gotten pretty popular with the uh, with the old fan base with his little little gimmick here. Boogs plays guitar on his rock down effort. Does a, ah, like that thing. Yeah, he's a he's a he, he's got the look. He looks like an eighties oh, rocker, hey, and he, he thus makes him look like an eighties wrestler. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So part of me thinks they go over here. By the way, that means that they win. Uh, that would mean ah, they were. That would mean. And Shinsuke Nakamura is a legendary uh, wrestler from Japan. He's also a shoot fighter. He has fought in UFC, not UFC, but he has fought in MMA. He has a very good record in MMA. Uh, he's a legendary wrestler from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's put on some of the greatest matches of all time in the Tokyo Dome, which, if you're a super nerd like me, makes the matches ten times more important than anything that's ever happened. Anyway. By the way, I hate to cut you off, but they're doing the Triple H entrance. I was just about to ask you, is so, this the greatest Sons of Anarchy character well, ever, so Triple H? We, we, Stephanie! We, uh, so Here, good. You're learning thing, quick. Here's the thing about our buddy Triple H. We, we, were, uh, <laughs> we were so close parking that day and tailgating. Yeah. So if you don't know, before doors open... They rehearse all the entrances and everything like that to make sure everything's in the right spot and they like how everything looks and yada yada. So we heard them rehearse this damn intro. Must have been 15 times. So many times. Yeah. So many times. That's okay because I can listen to this song a million times. And, uh, so Triple Time H- to play the game. So Triple H, famously, <laughs> famously uh, a wrestler in WWE for many years, uh, falls in love and marries Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie! Stephanie! So, uh, of course, every year Vince uh, Triple H decides to have a WrestleMania match, and he's just actually recently in the last week renounced his retirement due to injuries and, and whatnot. Uh, health issues. Health issues, yeah. And Triple H is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, you can't really argue it. But his entrances at WrestleMania are always way over the top, man. He gets anything he wants, whatever he wants. It's, it comes with the perk of being the uh, the EVP of talent relations and also the brother-in-law of the owner, or excuse me, son-in-law of the owner. So 
Uh, I for don't... this one, Triple H comes down with the entirety of, if you wanted to commit a crime in Orlando this night, you fully could have, because every motorcycle cop in Orlando led <laughs> Triple H down to the ring on his own hog with his beautiful wife, Stephanie McMahon. Douche right? or no douche? Right. Call, calling a motorcycle a hog. A hog? No, 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 no douche. That's what they're called, bro. <laughs> Did you go watch Wild hog. Hogs in theater? Saw Wild Hogs in theaters. Uptown Dale demanded we see that in theaters because he loves Martin Lawrence. Shout out Uptown Dale. And we saw that in the theater. So, yes, the Triple H intro, we heard it rehearsed 15 times, and we saw it live. We're like, oh, right, so that's why. And here I am to connect things, even though I'm not the biggest wrestling fan or as knowledge as you guys. He spits the water out. Yes. Bad Bunny spat the water out at the Miami Heat game. Right before COVID. Hey! <laughs> right before COVID. Literally two weeks before COVID started, uh, Triple H, uh, Bad Bunny was standing, because we played, We sometimes Jeremy, if Jeremy Hollywood Rivera is in charge of the music at the arena, he will play wrestling music just to pop me. Uh, and he played. My, my favorite thing is watching a sporting <laughs> event anywhere. And they play wrestling. And they music. play a wrestling theme. And I'll text our group text. And I'll be like, and they just played. They just played, Adam <laughs> Ro- they just played Adam Rose's old theme song at the Washington Capitals game. <laughs> <laughs> so this night, Jeremy played uh, J- uh, Triple H's old intro music, and Bad Bunny, of course, was super fired up by this and jumped out on the on the court and spit his forty five dollar <laughs> vodka soda into the air. <laughs> and then two weeks later, we were all extremely concerned about people spitting on us. <laughs> the Panthers used to play this song, his intro, before every During puck warm ups. Yeah, before every puck drop, before the start of the game. So um, get it because time to play the game. Re- you get it right because it's the theme song and and because the words in the song. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would I would go out on a limb and say that uh, wrestling intro music is more prevalent in hockey than it is in NBA, but it doesn't mean we're not trying with the hmm. Miami Heat. <laughs> hmm. Let's jump to a couple of main events. Next on the ticket. Saturday night, Seth freaking Rollins versus to be announced. Josh, who do we think is going to show up and be Seth freaking Rollins' as a right. mystery opponent at WrestleMania? So earlier we talked about the Hardys returning at WrestleMania. And right, what's even what's even better about that return was that they were wrestling an outdoor indie show earlier that day to throw off the scent that they would be returning at WrestleMania. And the night prior, they wrestled the Young Bucks. Yes, in a in an independent show in Orlando because WrestleMania week isn't just for WWE. Independent show. It's a it's a convention. It's a everywhere. It's It's in the the same city. It's the best week of the year, people. I'm just telling you know. So let's be good. Oh, that that reminds me. We talked about how now I know that we uh, had tickets to that WrestleMania because right. we were supposed to go to the oh. uh, Gorillas of Destiny Bullet oh Club. Oh my god, we were going to go to uh, a Bullet Club uh, party. Like meet and greet. Oh my, my good god. friends, Tomatonga and Tongaloa. Dude, if you know anything about your boy Bill and all the two sweets that he throws, that is a direct uh, correlation to the Bullet Club, and they are a cool faction out of Japan, which we will not bore you with, but we were going to meet a bunch of Bullet Club people that night because Josh had interviewed them for our podcast, and then COVID. <sighs> So close. Damn it. So close. So close. Damn it. So who do we think the mystery guest is going to be for the uh, versus Seth Rican Rollins? So there was a rumor going around the tweeter yesterday that mm-hmm. Shane McMahon was invited back to be involved in the show uh, this weekend after being let go of the comp- from the company earlier this year for his actions at the Royal Rumble, which apparently, allegedly, if you believe the dirt sheets, upset a lot of people involved and contributed to one of this probably not greatest Royal Rumbles so of all time. We have to keep giving you guys uh, definitions on stuff. When Josh and I talk about dirt sheets, those are the people on the internet who have inside knowledge of the goings-on in the wrestling business. Those are the dirt sheets. There's like two you can trust. 
Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp, right? Correct. That's the two. I, I would. I would I'd even, say Ryan Satin is in there too. Yeah. I, here, here's my barometer. Unless Sean Ross Sapp reports something, I don't believe it. It didn't happen. So, uh, so because wrestling is in the olden days, wrestling was a very guarded secret because, as you all know, not real. So, uh, the fighting. Part. It's not. No, I mean predetermined. Okay. So those who might uh, and it's, it's filled with contract disputes just like any other any other sport. And so Seth Rollins' opponent will probably not be Shane McMahon. It will probably be Cody Rhodes. Now why is this interesting? If you're not into wrestling, you probably know the name Dusty Rhodes. The American Dream. He's a American Dream. Wow. Famously feuded with Ric Flair back in the 70s. He's just a Oh! If you want to see one of the greatest wrestling promos of all time, a promo is when the wrestler stands in front of the microphone and yells at you to, to get you to buy the next match. Uh, go look for Hard Times by Dusty Rhodes. It's one Working of hard with his hands. <laughs> so his son, famously, was in WWE for a very long time. Two of his sons, actually. Uh, his youngest, Cody Rhodes, uh, was in WWE for a long time, famously, and left famously to join the Bullet Club in Japan. And now... At the time, the, the Bullet Club was getting very popular outside of WWE, which is very hard to do in a wrestling business outside of WWE. Uh, long story longer, they started their own wrestling company called All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Cody Rhodes. I know that. The Young Bucks. Um, Hangman Adam Page. AEW. And Kenny Omega, who is the uh, the consensus best wrestler in the world right now. So Ken, uh, Cody, as one of the founding members of AEW, was believed to be a lifer in AEW. It only makes sense, right? He was an executive vice president for many years, but a recently, what? executive vice president. Okay. About three or four months ago, news comes out that Cody Rhodes has not signed a new contract with AEW. And we're all like, ah, it's fine. He's probably just working out the, the, the tactics or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes isn't on TV anymore in the AEW. And now, in the last week or so, it turns out that he has most likely signed a contract with WWE. Get the fuck out. And will be Seth Rollins' opponent what? at the uh, WrestleMania. And, and there was a lot of debate about whether or not they should debut him before WrestleMania right. or wait till Mania. Now, judging, I, I think what they did with the Hardys kind of was like, all right, we can pull this off at Mania and, right. it, and it'd be great. And well, you get you get the pop of 100,000 people. Well, also my thing is uh, this. As much as I love Cody Rhodes, as much as I love AEW, Cody Rhodes is not going to sell one single more ticket if you no. break if you if you premiere him on the Raw before WrestleMania last last Monday. Not one person is going to be sitting around going, "Shit, I got to get to WrestleMania. I got to see Cody Rhodes." Correct. But if you premiere Cody Rhodes no, uh, sight unseen on Saturday night to be Seth Rollins' opponent, you're going to get a hundred thousand wrestling fans losing their mind because. Uh the, the majority of the crowd at these uh, WrestleManias are a little bit uh, smarky like us. Right. So smart, A lot of it smart. Smart is a term that... Smart mark. A smart mark. And a mark is a wrestling fan in general. And back in the day, before we all got hip to the business, uh, marks were the people they were trying to sell the product to. And then as you got smart, quote-unquote, to the business, knowing that it was predetermined, knowing who would be wrestling, knowing what sense it would make, that but, term smart became a thing, and smart is... But now it's more as like a negative thing. You like it's you you said smart in quotations, right? Because like a lot of smarks think they know what goes on exactly, and don't right. actually know what goes on, right? So there was and, a, and they work themselves into shoots all the time. <laughs> so a shoot is what happens in real <laughs> for life, real, and a work is the stuff you're supposed to see on the TV. So for I example, remember that Will Smith walking up to uh, slap Chris, Chris Rock, Rock in the, the face. face that was a shoot, brother. Right. Wait, what? That was that real. But it was real, but there were a lot of people out there who thought it was a work, who thought it was staged and maybe set up. 
So that's where you get work. Let and me shoot tell you me. something, brother. That was a that was a shoot. Don't work yourself into a shoot, that. jabroni. Jabroni. Uh, so so Cody Cody comes back. We think we Co- Cody comes back and he definitely wins. Right? He beats yeah. Seth he beats Seth. Um, I wonder. Oh my. I wonder who owns the rights to his theme from AEW. This is the stuff we worry about as wrestling fans. I wonder if Cody Rhodes is going to be able to have his theme music from AEW if he owns it personally. We'll all be waiting on bating breath. Breaking news Breaking from El Portal. Halftime. USA soccer nil. Costa Rica Ticos nil. Oh, if the, if the United States loses to Costa Rica by less than six goals or draws or wins, they will be headed to Qatar as as a participant in the 2022 World Cup. So, ah. so Billy, I know you are a huge Greg Berhalter fan. Oh, he is the dirt worst, Josh. <laughs> so the dirt worst. W- would it would it not be the most Greg way to qualify for the World Cup with a z- nil nil draw or to lose by five goals? And <laughs> so Costa Rica, the United States, and Costa Rica have the same amount of points in qualifying, and if the but the U.S. has scored more goals in qualifying than Costa Rica. The only way Costa Rica can make it to the World Cup uh, without winning the playoff that they'll be in in a couple of weeks is to beat the U.S. by six goals or more tonight. Nil-nil at halftime, probably not enough time to get the other six. <laughs> so we'll see. It's a good prediction. That's a safe prediction on my part, I think, and our old friend Chris Winningham will be extremely excited that the U.S. is going to Qatar, a small Middle Eastern Cutter. country with a ton of money to host the World Cup in 2022, which is very exciting because we didn't make the last World Cup. We don't, we, don't, we don't talk about sports on this podcast unless they're fake. <laughs> Josh, who do you think is going to win? The, who's next on the ticket? Who do you think is going to win the match between Charlotte Flair, who is Ric Flair's daughter? Woo! Woo! But, but being a progressive podcast, we should point out that she has more than enough to stand on her own feet and be referred to just as Charlotte Flair without the qualification that she's Ric Flair's daughter. She's awesome in her own right, but she's also Ric Flair's daughter. That is a fact. <laughs> that is not problematic. She rules. She's a member of my favorite they faction. They both rule. The Four Horse she Women. is fighting former MMA fighter, former UFC champion, Ronda Rousey. What? In, which will yeah. probably be the... Are you m- just learning that Ronda Rousey's in wrestling? Cut at you live! Okay. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I've seen her in bits and stuff. Well, and she came back for the Royal Rumble, and she's been full-time since. She has oh. also disappeared. She had also disappeared from WWE for a little while because she also had a baby. So, Congrats. Can shout out to her. Shout uh, out to Ronda Rousey. But she's been back uh, since the Royal Rumble. The, re- the response to her has not been what it was their first go-around in, res- in WWE. Well, I think, I think people like her, but they're trying to make her a, a face in this feud. A face is a good guy. Or girl. A baby face or a good guy or girl. A heel is a bad guy or girl. Ronda so, Rousey is... Oh, my God. So I just had a revelation. Hold on. Go ahead. Shout out to my boy, Robbie Roby Ramos. He is on the show... On Stars Heels. Oh, great show. You have a friend on that show and you never what? told me? <laughs> I, we love that show. I love that freaking show. I don't watch television, but I go out of my what, way to what watch What character heels. does he play? Uh, Diego Cottonmouth. The bigger guy? Is he yeah, bigger yeah, guy? yeah, yeah. Big, uh, big. <laughs> He's uh yeah he's the guy who's on uh, he's always with um James Harrison and the other guy the, he's like the second tier guys that yeah work behind and the he just got recasted for season two yeah. as, as a regular you know him yeah that's... dude all right Josh <laughs> what you're gonna learn is Josh knows or Junior knows everybody because this 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 county Miami Dade County <laughs> is extremely large but this is also extremely bro I've small. never been to Tamiami bro it's very small. until today oh, yeah. welcome to the three hundred five Bobby. <laughs> 
Bienvenido. I, I, I was, I was very. I, I, actually, she, I offered to drive Josh yesterday. I was like, Josh, you want me to drive you down to Juniors because it's far and to date. I don't know if you've ever been there before. We've had a uh, brush fires out get here the last the two days. Can you get this guy on the podcast right now, Josh? Get out. He, sir, I, I would gladly give up this seat. <laughs> he has a podcast too. Chair. So shout out to him. Uh, in uh, the future, and very in the near future, hopefully, we are also going to have uh, Diamante. Who is an AEW wrestler? Ah, yeah, and, that's family uh, right there. Shout out to Diamante. Junior is super good friends with her too because Junior knows everybody. Well, how about this? Uh, I will. Uh, don't try to one up him on his I'm own not, show. This is definitely this is definitely not going to be a one up, and I don't want to disrespect the person that I'm about to mention, How so dare I'm you? not going to say that. Okay. But uh, I went to college with a, a female wrestler who's on NXT right now. Right, Fallon Henley. Fallon Henley. She's very good. Didn't you also go to college with Almost? <laughs> yeah, Omas. Omas played Omos, at, uh, played basketball at USF while I was Legend. there. Right, he's going to be in a match at WrestleMania. I haven't mentioned yet, but against and this Robert is exactly Lashley. the show. The show is our us shouting out our friends, our friends, 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 friends. Except this week where it's about for wrestling fans. So oh, wrestling! Mother bleepers need to what? Listen. What? Okay, what WrestleMania is this? What number is it? 38. 38. 38. Yes. Why do I feel like that's low? I it, feel it, like it, it was... Uh, that's that's 38 years. Because it happens every year. <laughs> but remember... I the one, still feel like that's low. The one that everybody remembers, Hulk and Andre, that was three. That was 35 damn years ago. Okay. Hey, okay. Josh. That makes sense. Charlotte or Ronda in the main event of... Uh, I, I, I think I think this is a Ronda win. I think Ronda wins as well. Because Josh... Or excuse me, because Vince loves his... Uh, you don't have Ronda come back and win the Rumble, only to lose, lose to Charlotte. And yeah. Charlotte Flair loses nothing from winning. And also, that means Charlotte can win it again down the line and get closer to her dad's number of 16 world titles, which is the record, as we all know. Don't be stupid. Sunday. What are the highlights for Sunday? Wait, that's all of Saturday's card already? That's all of Saturday's card. I skipped a couple of things. I, I skipped New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge. New Day. New Day. Oh, Dallas, Texas. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your fifth, fourth, 17 time tag A lot of times. And feel the power. Shout out, Biggie. Uh, you bought... Our friend Marcelo and I his did. wife Allison, a cameo from Big E. For their e. anniversary. For their anniversary from Big E, who I just uh, uh, tried to impersonate poorly. Who also damn near broke his neck a few nights ago uh, on SmackDown, but is doing much better now. We love you, Big E. Get real soon. But anyway, He's definitely listening. I mean, you don't know. He's sitting around doing nothing. He's probably listening to a ton of podcasts. Thank you. All right. Junior's handing me a water. On to Sunday night, which we'll be watching at the... Wait, uh, we're not doing the KO uh, Steve Austin uh, thing It's here? not on the list it's here on Saturday. as a match. It's not on the list here as a match. Do we think it's going to be a match? It's No, it's going to be the main event segment on Saturday. All right, so Junior played the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme music. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be making his return to the WWE to confront Kevin Owens, who has had the unmitigated gall. Have you ever met anybody with mitigated gall? Never. He has had the <laughs> unmitigated gall to run down the state of Texas for the last several weeks on Monday Night Raw. So Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to show up to defend the honor of a often-timed mock state in our great union, Texas. It, it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so perfectly pro-wrestling that the thing that lured Steve Austin to WrestleMania was, hey, Texas, you suck. That's it. That's all, <laughs> And that's basically what Kevin Owens has been doing for the last couple but, of months. But he cut a great promo this past Monday on Raw. Uh because he does use a Stone Cold Stunner now, and KO, yes. there's there's a lot of history. I wish it was a match because Kevin Owens credits Wait, a lot. What did you say about the Stunner? 
Uh, Kevin Owens uses that as his finisher. Now. Kevin Owens uses it yeah, as, as when he, when he wins matches, he uses the Stone Cold. This Thunder. is allowed. Stone Cold gave him his blessing. That's right. So, oh, okay. in, so in that's industry, another thing. <laughs> in the industry, if you want to use a former wrestler's very popular finish, like so, a lot of guys, unbelievable, you have to get permission from them. It's just a sign of respect. They I don't, don't like think it. you necessarily have to get. I don't like from that. Them. But if you, you know, but think about it, Junior. If you were a young up and coming wrestler and you've been watching wrestling your whole life, and you watch, think about it in 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 kayfabe terms. Kayfabe, of course, is what happens on the screen in the world of professional wrestling. You've watched wrestling your whole life. Every time Stone Cold Steve Austin hits a Stone Cold Stunner, unless he hits it against The Rock, he wins the match, correct? Yes. So if you're a young up-and-coming wrestler and you're trying to rise through the ranks and get yourself to the world championship level, wouldn't you use a move that is clearly as effective as the Stone Cold Stunner? Why wouldn't you use that move? It wins every time. I would use that move for inspiration. Damn right. So a young Not as my own. Young Randy Orton grew up. Watching Diamond Dallas Page wipe people out with the diamond cutter, change the name of it is, to the is, RKO. Uh, diamond Dallas Page still selling his yoga? DDP yoga is very much a thing. Okay, he oftentimes gets old uh, wrestlers who are in not the greatest shape to do DDP yoga and extend their lives a little long. He saved Scott Hall for an extra. He got he bought Scott Hall. Some I time. saw that. I saw that special. Uh, that was like an E60 special. Or the, something? Yeah, it was on. Uh, it was on ESPN. It's been on multiple WWE that. things. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, who was going through a very hard time with addiction, he got clean on DDP Yoga. So shout out Diamond Dallas Page. He's been saving all of your heroes of your youth. What a legend, man. Using you. I saw him on Shark Tank doing that. Anyway. Josh has had it with this good time. Anyway. Talk. So the negative stuff. Uh, Kevin Owens is quoted multiple times as saying that Steve Austin gave him some of the best advice in wrestling that he's ever received. What? And that was just... What? To keep talking. What? Always be talking. What? And Kevin Owens told that story multiple times. What? And that's why I wish that there's just so much history here. What? That I wish this was a match rather than a confrontation. What? But it should be great anyways, because Kevin Owens can talk. What? And Steve Austin can talk. What? And putting those two together in the ring with mics. What? Magic. He <laughs> stops a few times there and you expect him to say. Wrestling. All right, moving on to Sunday night. Improv. If I had to say, Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably the GOAT, man. Okay, so before (laughs) we get into Sunday night, let's take a little segue here. Joshua, give me your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. It can be, be, I know it'll be WWE heavy, but it can be from any time, any promotion. Give him that, and then then, I'll let you have yours, and I'll do it. And then I need a top five. Uh, movies whenever you're ready. Oh, also, I don't so, know if you've heard the podcast before. Me. We always do top five movies. Oh, God, I'm going to have to tough time. So, so while you're fine. cranking out your Mount Rushmore, which is only four, yeah, think about your top five movies when I'm doing and Junior are doing our Mount Rushmore. And you can, just, okay. you can just put those in the air fryer, set it and forget it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Six, come back two week old chicken. So, like so here, here, here's my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. And in this is in no particular order. And I'm leaving Hulk Hogan off of this list. Why? Reasons. Uh, he's problematic. Exactly. He's a and problem. and also credit for the NWO. Blah blah blah. But uh, but O L I. But I mean, let's be honest. Hulk, he couldn't go. He couldn't go. Couldn't work. Couldn't work. Couldn't work. So, <laughs> but but that one time he lifted Andre uh, body slam uh, Andre the Giant. You know how much Andre the Giant weighed when he slammed him? Six. Hundred pounds, Josh. That, that's absurd. Six hundred pounds, and you do know that Andre died, died two weeks later. Really? No, it was many years later. But to, hear, <laughs> but, to hear, but to hear Hulk tell it, to hear Hulk tell it, Andre died two weeks later. Uh, I watched the documentary; it was great. I don't it's remember that part. That friggin' guy. All right, give me your, give me your. Give me your. It's Stone Cold, mm-hmm. 
The Rock, mm-hmm. Undertaker, mm-hmm. Cena. Okay, so those are all WWE guys, but that's you, you know what? It's not a bad deal. I mean, you, I don't know who you're putting over those four guys. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who. Okay, okay Bill. Okay, go. go. Mount Rushmore yet. Yet. Okay. Then who you got now? Not yet, but now. So the way I do it is I'm like, Mount Rushmore should be guys who were synonymous with an era. So my Mount Rushmore starts with, God, I hate it. I'm saying that. Hulk friggin' Hogan, because wrestling has never been bigger. That's one of the oldest things you've ever said. It Hulk, needs to be associated with an era. Then Hulkamania. <laughs> the next guy on my list was the biggest guy of the second Attitude Era, or the second biggest era of wrestling history, the Attitude Era, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's Hogan and Austin. Now, I'm going to have a, a my third is not a WWE wrestler because we cannot pretend that these other promotions don't exist, especially the NWA WCW promotion, which was he just as big as WWE for a time. And uh, everybody knows this name, and he's one of the names that the average Joe on the street would mention if you're talking about professional wrestling, and that's Ric Flair. Yeah, okay. Woo! Exactly. Now, the fourth is where it gets tricky because the most popular wrestler of the modern era, without question... Is John Cena. And his work backed it up, too. Right. And he, John, John Cena, in some ways, is underrated as a professional wrestler. Very. So, his his run, so everybody thought he had the five moves of doom, and that was it. Right. And then he came back. Well, he didn't come back, but he had a run in, what was it, 2014, 2015, when he started doing the United States Open Challenge. Where he would wrestle Where he week. was having mm-hmm. 25, 30-minute bangers. Right. So, every single Monday. So... John Cena backed it up and deserves a place probably on the Mount Rushmore. However, the you name the three. I say Hogan, Austin, and Flair. That leaves off three very prominent names that could take that last spot. Cena being one, the Undertaker being the other one, because he's one of the people that if you walk down the street and ask Joe Schmo on the streets and say name a professional wrestler, they're probably going to say Hogan or Flair. But there's a chance they say the Undertaker because who doesn't know the Undertaker? So it might be the Undertaker. At the very least, you know the Undertaker from the rising up out of the coffin gift because your bet has some life again. Right. Every single person knows who The Undertaker is. Or but it's then, the rolling your eyes. Mm, rolling your eyes mm, till it's white. The Undertaker white. was the was one of the main event guys in WWF for like 30 damn years. You can't discount what The Undertaker meant to professional wrestling. But then, if you're going to go with Cena because he was the most popular, or if you're going to go with The Undertaker because he sold a lot of t-shirts and is is, is like an icon, a ubiquitous icon in, in, in just pop culture, not necessarily just wrestling, you're not going to put the biggest movie star on earth, The Rock, on the on the uh, on the Mount Rushmore. So, what I always do is I put Cena up there because I take it from a strictly wrestling perspective. He was one of the he was he carried the promotion for many years throughout between the Attitude Era and now. And I just think you can't you can't deny John Cena as much as I love The Rock and as much as I respect The Undertaker. Cena, Flair, Hogan, Austin. That's my Mount Rushmore. What's What's so cool about Cena is he Damn. is now coming into that. Hollywood, where he's really coming into his own. If you haven't watched Peacemaker on HBO Max, oh my goodness. Please watch that. Is that the superhero one? Yeah, Yeah. Cena has Peacemaker. Yeah. What's what's the other superhero one that's that's the boys? 
The Boys. The boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very that's good. On, that's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Right? I also have yeah. not watched that, but I've heard amazing things. Very good. My whole life, I, I said this a few weeks ago on the pod, it's like I watch professional sports, professional wrestling, and Star Wars. I don't watch anything <laughs> else. So if there's something cool happening, people are like, Billy, you have to watch this show. And I'm like, I will. And then I never do. That's some you, But you have to watch Peacemaker. I know. And I also have to watch the uh, the comedy show on HBO that you guys tell me about about the uh, the religious family. Was that oh the righteous gems? Right. Oh Jones. my gosh! I've been told I have to watch that, that. show, so Billy. You that well, I'm telling you that'll be your favorite show. Uh, <laughs> you you will you will be quoting that nonstop. <laughs> Miss Big <Baby>. Shout out <laughs> yeah. Jessica Smetania, who got that song stuck in my head for an entire week. Uh, Junior, do you have a Mount Rushmore professional wrestlers as someone I mean, who doesn't I, follow the genre? I feel like it wouldn't count. I, I, oh, what I have your, is... You thinking about your movies, Josh? You thinking about your movies? Yes. He's Googling right what, now. He's GPSing. What I feel is I, I'd probably have a Mount Rushmore favorite... Not not greatest. I can't I can't credit people. You get me like you're talking about John Cena. I didn't see enough of John Cena. I know John Cena is like the greatest stereotypical uh, wrestler, like a superhero. Yeah. yeah, he was a comic book come to life. So I can see that, but I I didn't watch Cena and stuff like that. But if you're asking me my Mount Rushmore, for sure, As right an off the cuff, extremely casual fan. Right, the dynamic duo that I'm going with is Stone Cold and The Rock. Okay, that makes total sense because that was the second. I, I mean, some people argue that was the first, but I think Hulkamania was the biggest. But that was the biggest uh, time of pro wrestling. Yeah. And my third Era is, was the word I was looking for, Era. My third person is um, from that era as well. Someone that I shouted out previously. And someone that I see a lot of my different selves in, Mankind. Okay. Cactus ah. Jack. All right. Somebody you want to you share with us? Dude about Love. A, dude Love. Mankind, Cactus Mick Jack. Mick Foley. The Godfather, Mrs. Foley's baby of boy, my homie's daughter. Shout out to Chris Infamous Rivera. That's another thing. This guy, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> has, a, has a has a has a six degrees of separation to Mick friggin' Foley. Unbelievable. I'll, I might have the sock in the stew, just the sock. That's what that's for. I thought that was for something. Else. Number four. <laughs> Number four, Goldberg. Okay, you know what. I, I went I went WCW, Burr. right? I, can't I crossed Burr. over there for you. Can't even argue it. But Goldberg. There was a Goldberg. time. There was a fleeting moment. Oh, so, okay, wait, wait, Goldberg wait. Goldberg was wait, just wait. as big a star as Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, so, going back to my two fights, my two finishing moves. <laughs> sixth grade year, the spear. The spear was uh, the, the Goldberg move, sixth grade. Seventh grade, rock bottom. Yeah. Continue, ah, continue. the rock bottom. So one of the fun things you learn about being a wrestling fan as a, as a youth, especially myself with a younger brother. Wrestling moves are incredibly dangerous. <laughs> so if you're going to do a wrestling move to somebody, for God's sakes. Yeah, for the first time, I'm actually going to say disclaimer. Do not try. Do not do any of this. So my little brother ate so many razor's edges when I was a kid. Like so many. Oh, my God. Because the razor's edge was somewhat safe, and you could do it in the beach, and the kid hits the pool, and nobody gets injured. But, man, some of those moves, like you could really mess somebody up. You guys are going to love my movie list, by the way. Do the movies, and then we'll do... Oh, man. At number five. <laughs> oh. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Jesus wow. Christ, that movie just came right out. <laughs> it's the Dude, perfect hot, the hot perfect off. superhero movie. Hot, that's Hollywood It's the perfect movie. You know you have, the, a, you have the, the totality of movies to pick from, and you're picking a movie I that told just you, came out. I told you you were going to love. I did, list. and I loved it, capital L. I think I think when you know, you know, because a lot of people, like, when they saw The Dark Knight, so, okay. No Way Home. Number four, 
Avengers Endgame. Wow. Oh, no. The, you can't okay, go. So come on. We're, we're trending it's towards. It's my on. list. It is his it's list. It's my <laughs> list. It is his right. list. We're trending right. towards a All thing right. here, but I do love Avengers Endgame. <laughs> three. I'm, I'm not one of these hipsters. It's like. <laughs> Number uh, three. Number three. Infinity War is not better than Endgame. Step Brothers. <laughs> oh, what? Good movie. Love Step Brothers. We talked about right. Step Brothers a couple weeks ago. Yep. One of the most quotable movies. Probably uh, Step Brothers and Anchor, the New Age yeah. Dumb and Dumber type. Of vibe. Why are Anchorman's you, up there too. Why are you sweating? That's my. That's in my cops. top five. I was Anchorman. watching cops. We all know cops doesn't come on those seven. So, my number two, number, number two. two, Harry Potter episode seven part uh-huh. two, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Deathly Hallows part two. Sweet we are learning Jesus. a lot today on the three list here. And I, the number one, number one favorite movie, the Benchwarmers. Jesus Christ, Josh. Uh, in all actuality, I left out Inglorious Bastards. That's probably my favorite movie of all time. That's his Tyler Hero pick. His asterisk. His sixth man his of the sixth year. Man of the year. Inglorious Bastards. My sixth man was uh, Benchwarmers is way too high. That might be your asterisk. It's a, it's a bit. You should swap that. It's a good bit. It's a bit. It's, it's a, a good, good bit. bit. It's a good my bit. my bit. Oh, Such. Stephanie threw a table. Stephanie threw a table. <laughs> That's what you done. My. It took him forty five minutes to get to this, but. They could have cut out the 20 minutes in the middle. <laughs> every triple H, triple H, we love you and we respect you. And well, it's sorry, a perfect retired, 23 minute match. I said it was 45 <laughs> How minutes. How come every one of your matches involves you breathing heavy and goes 45 minutes? It's ridiculous. This. He almost, this because is. he almost drowns in the beginning of the match. He does. Is this when Seth starts using the pedigree? Breaking news. I heard it somewhere. It's ticking, talking. Oh, that might be the heaters. Hang on. Uh, he won this game. Yo, the Heat beat the Celtics. Let's go. Uh, season back. Season, season back. 20, 106 98. Your Miami Heat. That's a huge win for the Boston, uh, over the Boston Celtics. I didn't even mention this. I didn't even watch this. I wasn't even paying attention because I was ready to be disappointed in them. And they went out and won by eight on the road. That's an enormous win. They gave you a little gift Look at for us. the Miami Heat. Jesus. You a it's gift. almost like the little spat on the sideline didn't matter at No, all. well, uh, as Dwayne Wade told you on TNT last night, that's a Tuesday for the Miami Heat. They're oh, constantly yeah. fighting each oh, other. That's, yeah, that's Spo it. knew exactly what he was doing. I just got a text from my good friend Jason Rousey, who is also my uh, my attorney and one of my very good friends and some, a wee lad. And all it says in capital letters, Struess. <laughs> I got two texts from Whittingham back to back that were Struess exclamation exclamation and then Struess in all caps exclamation exclamation. So Max Struess did stuff tonight. Shout Let's out to re- Max Struess. Another Shout update. Out. Guys, I don't want you to panic. Costa Rica has scored a goal. It's 1 0. No! Uh, oh, no. How much time? How much time until we they can get another five? The 60th minute, they need to score five more goals to oh, book their ticket yeah. to Qatar and keep the USA home. Now, if Will the USA were to lose 6-0, they would have to go play New Zealand in a one-game playoff to book their ticket to Qatar for the oh, World Cup. Oh, no. So Costa Rica, if they can jam in five more goals in the next 30 minutes, they will book their ticket to Costa Rica or to Qatar, and the uh, United States will have to stay. So the bench warmers bit. Give me your bench warmers bit. I'm going to get a beer. Basically, oh, Steve, I have I have a long-running yeah. bit with my friends that I, I consider... Shout them out. We shout out friends on the veggies from uh, cyberspace. It's my friends from high school. It's our group text called the veggies. No beef, veggies. The so no beef. We've had you, know, you get it. That's love. You, you guys no get it right. Beef. So basically, I, I have maintained lie. that Bench Warmers is the best sports movie of all time. Jesus Christ! What a take. Uh, okay. Can can you now now let's now 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 hit me with this? the questions. 
No, no, no. Can you go into this? Why? I, I just, I, it, was, it was a good movie growing up. It's one of the movies that I downloaded off of LimeWire on my Apple or my iPod video. Is Napoleon Dynamite in that movie? Yes. John uh, Heater. Yes, John Heater is, uh, there must be steroids and macaroni. Yep. <laughs> there's there's it's a two, great message. It's a great message. There's you have to two admit. incredible scenes in that movie, and the rest is trash. That's my Miata. Nope. Uh, I am 12. My yeah, mom great. Obviously. Yeah. And Sunbad. Like, <laughs> yeah, Howie. Nick Swartzen. SPF 100. It's a great movie. Oh, my God. It's a great movie. That's a terrible take. So let me just go to the questions. What there. a startling top five for Josh Chappelle. Startling. I've never seen one Harry Potter movie. Not a we, we watched. We watched all of them last week, Mara and I, my fiance. Shout out to Mare. Shout out to Mare. You were talking about movies you just know. No Way Home. He just knew right away when he saw it. He's like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's what Mare like was. When, when That's what Mare was. Yeah. He was like right away. He, he like, did He did mention that. I'm going to marry this girl. Yeah. Uh, I think Costa Rica might have scored again. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. All right. Now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Hold on. Hang on. <laughs> Let me consult my ESPN. I feel like your ESPN is wrong. <laughs> So, okay, this must be a goal that's in review or something because it's still 1-0 on ESPN. I don't know. A lot did, of... Did Whitney he, 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 no, no, no. Here's, here's my group text in the veggies right now. OMG. That's one text. Another one. Here we go. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> oh, This would dear. be all time. Hey, Greg, sit back and defend. Don't let Burr Halter on the plane ride home. They have scored a second, but again, there's only 30 minutes left. Uh, with the win tonight, by the way, the Miami Heat have clinched the playoff berth, which uh, means we can finally tell all of you people, you people, that White Hot Hoops is back for the Oh, playoffs. it's Pitbull. <laughs> Give me the green light, because I'm ready to go. Oh, oh, that's the song I'm singing. My Twitter line, timeline right now is chaos. <laughs> Just friggin' chaos. Between the Heat winning a huge game the U.S. is now down 2-0. That is confirmed. There is 60 minutes to go. Sweet, merciful Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay. Junior, take my mind off this soccer question for the next half hour. Please Josh Appel, do you remember your first hashtag stadium pick? Yes, I do. Um, I want to say that it was... Now, are you asking me the first time I hashtagged that or the first time I posted a stadium picture as a like calling a game? The first time you started making it a trend. So the first time it was a, a couple in a row that you're making... I want to say... Uh, so it's when I first started using the hashtag, I want to say it was my first FIU game, uh, the first broadcast I did for them back in 2016. If it wasn't that, then I'm going to go all the way back to my senior, I think my senior year of college, maybe. You've really been ahead of the times. Was I'm, I wrong? I don't know. This isn't a quiz. Dude, oh, I'm I asking. thought you had the answer. No. Oh, I thought that was like a true, like a, you were no, asking me trivia no. about myself. <laughs> so much more trivia. <laughs> How's this going? <laughs> How is this going? So I'm still doing questions. Uh, well, in that, in well, that, that's just for, on Instagram, right? You just know, on Instagram. Just, I did okay. the another stadium picture. So bit. while you were an early adapter to Twitter, were you an early adapter to Instagram? Uh, yes and no. I, I was, I, I used to tweet and Instagram and Facebook, everything that was on my mind all the time forever. And now looking back on that, I was a moron because I have to go back and delete a lot of tweets. Um, <laughs> So, I have not. If you want all my takes on everything since 2009, at Mr. Bill 11, they're all sitting there. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm in too deep. Justin Bieber follows me on Twitter. There's no way I can make a new Twitter account and That's have true. that happen. That's you true. know, I don't follow him back, but he follows me. 
What a flex. What a flex. Um, as we say in the 305, it be like that. It just be like that. It be like that. Uh, so the another stadium picture thing, it just uh, kind of a spinoff of something that I saw somebody else do. Okay. Um, and then I turned it into like when I wouldn't post a stadium picture, like I post something normal. I would do hashtag not a stadium picture. What were some of our other bits? What am I? Why can't I remember any of our other other bits I mean, besides we, Rhymer, Optimus Rhyme? We did Stephanie. Uh, God damn it, Stephanie! Mm. Stephanie, how can you allow Costa Rica to buy our shirts? Buy our shirts, which you can still do. Please go buy our shirts. Uh, great Sports. guy. I don't know. I think that was after the fact. That was after the fact. Oh my God, it's a great guy. And we stole that from another podcast. Shout out Peter Rosenberg. Uh, what's the next question? Next well, question. one one a. Okay. One A to that question is, what has been your favorite stadium pick? Ooh, um, I have a few. So, uh, Lambo for the first time was unbelievable. Lambo was really cool. Chills, huh? Amazing. Uh, the first game where, that where, I, was it uh, just freezing? Like, no, did you get I, the full so the, fir- the first time the first time I did a game there, it was in September. So it was okay. Oh, it's lovely. This past year, I did a game there in November. Blistering, significantly snowing. Yeah, it was the frozen tundra. <laughs> uh, the first game I did for Sports USA in the regular season was at the Swamp in Gainesville. And then on a uh, Hail Mary as time expired, Florida beat Tennessee. That was really cool. Oh, um, but I would have to say, and this is, a very, this is very Spider-Man No Way Home of me, oh. but... SoFi Stadium, week 18 of this past season, that is certainly up there in the conversation. Okay, we'll take it. We'll take it here. And and sentimentally, uh, doing multiple games from Hard Rock Stadium, that, that's been Oof. cool for different reasons. Greatest intro I've ever seen live. Bray, Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt introed at WrestleMania in Orlando. Every single person that had a cell phone holding up their cell phone light, except me because my cell phone was dead by then. Shout out to Uptown this Dale. This is what he's trying to achieve. It's at every intro at every Miami. So let me, uh, Jesus, let's get up for even further off the highway here. I don't want to big. I don't want to get big up Dale's head anymore than it has to be. And I know he's not listening to the wrestling episode of the Thriller, so he's no way he's made it this far in the podcast. But every single night when Dale does, it's showtime, and he gets all the fans in the, in the FTX arena to put their uh, cell phone lights on for the intro. Bam at a bio while he's sitting on the ground, stretching out and warming up and waiting for Udonis Hasman to throw him across the court says it's showtime with Dale. He says it every night because I stand next to the players as they warm up and I see Bam every single night say it's showtime along with Dale. And if Dale knew this, he would he would make me video it for him. He would put it on his Instagram. He'd put it on his Facebook. Bam, Bam out of bio. Showtime, showtime. Bam out of bio might be the first Heat player to when he retires, he's going to get into the game ops of the Miami Heat. Yeah, he also loves payback. He is he loves a diehard when it comes to everything that's happening on the game ops side, man. That's, so that's love. We still have to do Sunday of WrestleMania. Would you relax? We're good. <laughs> Run it back. Bam says showtime. Run it back further. The Bray Wyatt intro at this WrestleMania is incredible, but he loses. I mean, I know Spotify loves to so host miserable. podcasts that are seven hours long. <laughs> How would you know you never got us on Spotify? Oh, my God. Are you sure? We never got there. Ah, never right. made it. Oh, you're a Spotify guy. That's right, I'm a know. huge Spotify guy, and I had to listen on Google Pods. Junior, we are sweet. on Spada. When is Shayla coming on? Shayla's been on. She's been on Face. Uh, really? FaceTime. We're gonna have her. Yeah, in the but we're gonna have her in the stew. We're, we're gonna, gonna have a Chuchi episode with her and uh, Pilar. It's gonna be so tremendous. My, my good friend Shayla, coworker. Josh yep. works with Shayla at the uh, at the Marlins because everything is a small world. And Mike Biana. Mm, Mike B. The great Mike B. The other great Mike B. Okay, 
Sunday. 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 Wait, are there more Sunday. questions, Junior? Junior, I mean, I do have two more questions. Ask him. Ask okay. Him. Billy still has to find the Ask point. him. Shut up. Right. I'm watching USA Soccer. <laughs> okay. Josh Appel. Oh, Christ. It's three to nothing. Question. You're kidding. I'm kidding. It's 20 minutes left. Just touch <laughs> Question number three. <laughs> when? Josh, how's this going? <laughs> I think it's going great. You tell me, though. It's your show. It's great. Josh, when did... The bald spot make the debut. Oh, son of a bitch. We were getting personal Okay, here. so the first time that I noticed <laughs> that I was going bald, we talked about Kurt Doster earlier. Did we? Yes. Number 41 for your Florida Panthers? <laughs> Number Kurt, 41. Kurt Doster's your coworker with the heat. Dude, my yes. TV production yeah. teacher, Greg McKegg, was the Panther. We discussed this. <laughs> I never knew. I never knew Kurt. He worked upstairs. I never. I never okay, knew. so Kurt, the TV production folk, what? those those that weren't Fucker. broadcasting. James Posey was forty one. Everywhere he was else. Oh, no, yeah, everywhere else. But the heaters used forty one. Uh, oh, this is when Randy Orton walked to the ring on top of a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a legit ace person. It's the worst looking snake I've ever seen. Is that seen the in my guy life. from Pond Oh, you oh. say that about Bray Wyatt. Wait, who's this fucking Chumley? Stone by the way, Chumley's his name. Chumley. That's Randy Orton. Who did I say? Who did I say? Who did I say? You know Randy Orton. It's Randy Orton. But why is he dressed like Stone Cold? He's not. He just wears a sleeveless wears a, sweatshirt. Not everybody in a vest is Stone Cold. It's not a, not a sleeveless sweatshirt. I'm not. It's a vest. Well, right in here, he's wearing a leather vest, but now he's he wears a sleeveless hoodie to the ring. Who did I confuse Chumley for? Uh, That's Bray Wyatt. Bray, Bray Wyatt's in the ring, and you thought he was Chumley. Bray Wyatt is your boy, yeah. one of your boy's favorite wrestlers. Like I, I fucking love Bray Wyatt, and he gets treated so dirty in this match. It drives me nuts. So he turns the ring into bugs and then loses. He turns the ring into bugs, guys. He's got supernatural powers and somehow he rides, still loses. He rides in on sperm and no, turns no, the ring. That's no. the other guy. The hairy guy oh, okay, is okay. Bray Wyatt. Okay. <laughs> And he is a a uh, a uh, swampland uh, cult leader turned into a mystical <laughs> evil wizard, and he had two other guys with him called the Wyatt family. One of which was John Huber. Shout out Luke Harper. Shout out Brody Lee. He passed away last year, and Eric Redbeard. And it was my favorite bit of all times because he was like his crazy cult leader. And when you follow me on social media during Miami Heat playoff runs, and I put up all these wacky war quotes about, and we will build. Our fortress by the sea, so that we watch, we can watch our enemies die and drown. Those are all Bray Wyatt quotes. So. Oh, I those, love those. Those I are love all those. Bray Wyatt quotes. Okay, shout out to my boy Bray Wyatt. So Josh, so uh, my junior year, we were filming uh, the the yes the production the production the students who, who yeah the production students who aren't graduating um, in that year's class will handle cameras. They'll pretty much be the crew that films graduation. So I'm on the main camera. Uh, behind all the graduates in the middle. And the control room, you can or somebody was on camera up top, and you can see... Camera one? Camera two? <laughs> camera one? Camera two. Well, you just try to do that without the mic in front of your camera. face. <laughs> it's better when I do it away from the mic. You, you do, do fucking nothing. nothing. <laughs> you do fucking nothing. That's a bit. You want to talk about bits? That's a bit. Your boy loves That's bits. a bit. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, I didn't know anything about it. And the next week at school, Kurt calls me over to his his computer at his desk and he goes hey josh what's that no and my bald spot you could see it so no. that's when i first started seeing it when i finally took it home and then you didn't stop seeing it after that correct point. correct oh, i didn't learn um i finally I, took it home you became a masochist i finally took it home the spring of my senior year of college is when i finally decided to shave it all did you I have a moment you, did you I have a moment with it yeah, I remember when you did that. Well, so what happened was, what, what had happened was... Jim uh, Nance shaved it? <laughs> I wish. Hello, <laughs> friends. We're here 
at beautiful Augusta with the finest groundskeepers <laughs> in all the world. They are going to do some landscaping. On and we're going to eat some sandwiches. 2016 Jim Nance Award winner, yes. Josh Chappelle. Um, friends. <laughs> the friends at the end is great. So um, the uh, the baseball coach at USF, good friend of mine, Billy Mole. Oh, he's a great uh, okay. He unfortunately lost his first wife to cancer. So every year, I know I'm bringing the show down, but every year he does a fundraiser since then called for the Versus Cancer Foundation. And every year the team like bleaches their hair and they grow it out. And there's always a day where they do a thing after the Sunday game of the series, they'll all shave their heads. So I was doing a story on it for one of my classes, uh, Electronic Field Production, if you must know. Journalist. Part of my stand, like my clothes, I was sitting in the chair doing my final stand-up, or sit-down in this case, and they shaved my head as part of the thing. And after that, I was like, ah, I can pull this off. So I did that year and the following year, and I kept it ever since. Do you ever think there'll be like a, a Bomani Jones moment where you've been shaving your head for so long and then like a quarantine will happen and you'll just let it grow out and all of a sudden it'll be like, shit, this looks good, I'm going to keep it. I respect Bomani Jones so much as a television personality, as a journalist, as an entertainer. However, it is offensive Wow, that he's able to grow that head of hair, but for a while had chosen to be bald. Okay, so you're you're actually mad at him Fooling. because he looks Fooling great. He looks else. great now with his hair, and Correct. you're like, he'd been shaving it for so long, saying he had to Wait, come. Wait, what? You, are these maggots? Yeah. Bray Wyatt so turned Bray, the ring into bugs and lost. Are these maggots? What is happening? Because he's magic. Mind games, Maggle. He's an incredibly good wrestler for a guy his size. He's an incredible orator on the microphone. He's one of the best talkers who's ever lived. And he's incredibly creative with the angles that he comes up for himself. And Vince McMahon had no idea how to use him. And the guy was in the company for like 10 years, and he had no idea how to use him. And he lost last year at WrestleMania in about six seconds, and he hasn't been seen since. He's uh, a free agent right now. What's the third question? Only you were there. If only you were there yeah, to help. Yeah, if only I was there, I'd be like, yeah, uh, Wyatt. His real name is Wyatt. Wait, wait. You've been in attendance at WrestleMania for two of his most annoying losses Annoying, ever. embarrassing, and he's by far my favorite wrestler and by, by, by a long shot. like People are like, who's your favorite worker? I'm like, Bray Wyatt is the guy. I love him. But, man, well, second behind <laughs> Finn Balor. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I, I could absolutely book uh, Wyndham Rotunda. I'd be like, Wyndham, do whatever the fuck you want, bro. You are a genius, and I will ride with whatever you got going. Now, I would wheel him in if he got a little too nuts, which, just go Google The Fiend, everybody. <laughs> Great. Love that. R- well, I love the Firefly Funhouse, but when it got to the Fiend part of it, it was like, hey, Dios mio, what are we doing? Well, Slepnot helped him on his mask. Yes. Uh, funny you should mention Slipknot. I listen to a lot of white boy rock music on the way down here for no reason. I Before I forget. Uh, I haven't listened to like any hardcore. If I had to bet a million dollars, I'd have never guessed that you knew anything by Slipknot. I went through a phase in middle school. Yeah. Most people went Who through didn't? a phase in middle school with Slipknot. I, as an adult, still occasionally <laughs> love some Slipknot. <laughs> I still phase out from time to time. Big Slipknot. Question three. Do you remember what you were saying in the pick with you as a kid with the microphone spitting dope rhymes on Instagram? You had a microphone pointed in a, let's say, rapper's direction and spitting some dope rhymes. Might have been a mitzvah. Oh, it was my bar mitzvah. Yours. Yeah, it was my bar mitzvah. I was young, had braces, right? Is that the picture you're talking about? Yep. Yeah, so that was my bar mitzvah. Came a man that day, August 25th, 2007. Is that a uh, Uptown Dale event? No, no, it was okay. not. Okay. It was not an Uptown Dale event. <laughs> and not an MC Cello one either. 
No, oh, but okay. funny enough, did you host your own bar mitzvah? No, a guy named Jazz did, but there was nobody on the dance floor of mine. So at a certain point, he was like, "Yeah, if you want to take the mic, take the mic." It's a good party. Uh, so uh, my fiance Mara at her bat mitzvah. Shout out Mara. Guess, Shout out Mara. Guess who the dancer for Pure Energy was that danced her into the uh, party? Allison Gadia. Close. Marcelo Gadia. Marcelo Gadia. Uh, Get the what? How about that? What? How about that? that? And now he's the best man at her wedding. That's incredible. That's incredible. Full circle. circle You get so Michael McDonald. (laughs) Thank you, Google. Sunday, WrestleMania, Sunday, WrestleMania, Sunday. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Junior, if you could, while you were editing this, could you fill in the jackass music behind this? Who needs post-editing? Just do it now. Just do it now. Post-op. This is an operation. I'm on my fourth Steve Weiser, bro. Johnny Knoxville? This song hit, and the crowd went nuts. (laughs) I went nuts, and I was not even happy to be there. Yeah, you were. It was free tickets. I you were happy to be there. I love Josh. I was like, hey, you want to go to SmackDown? I'm like, can we leave after Roman comes out? <laughs> <laughs> was Broman Brains there by, oh, by yeah. any chance? No, Broman Brains was Broman there. Brains? Who's Broman Brains? So a few, few weeks ago, after <laughs> whatever we were watching, the movie ended, I um I put on AW Dark, and there was some local worker on Dark, and the dude looked like Broman Brains. <laughs> he was but like, now in a minute. Crazy tan, like, not as cut as Roman, tattoos, but not as like succinct tattoos like Roman, and long hair. And freaking Junior of all people was like Broman Brains. Like, he's Broman Brains. <laughs> So, yeah, we saw Roman Reigns. So, the barometer, again, for celebrities is do they care? Do they take it seriously? Right. Johnny Knoxville, by all accounts, they, they they hit lightning in a bottle there because there was only supposed to be an angle for the Royal Rumble. Right. And it was so well-received, and Knoxville and Zayn had that much chemistry. People liked it, and they kept it going until... Now where it's going to culminate at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. They're yeah. going to have a, uh, what's the what's the term it's they're any, using? Anything goes. Anything goes match, goes. which is perfect for the guy from Jackass. Right. And it, it, it's also perfect for the guy from Jackass. Like Most celebrities might not want to take bumps. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care. You know, I have to clarify for a Miami podcast that taking bumps does not mean what you think it means. Taking bumps is actually falling down yeah, in keep, professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to let everyone keep know. Keep your chin tucked and make sure the blow is But in the case of the Styles side. Clash, don't Again, keep your the blow, chin the blow means like a hit. Like a yeah, hit. The violence you know, like, is the violence. Like okay, so I think Johnny Knoxville goes over there. Sami Zayn is an incredible worker. He's been on the Indies for 100 years. Best, Just resigned with the company. He's Best resigned with the company. Best friends with Kevin Owens. Was a luchador character on the Independence Calls, El Generico, which is hysterical for a dude from Montreal wearing a mask and named El Generico. He was amazing. Shout out Sami Zayn. Pat McAfee, former punter for the Indianapolis Colts, current uh, NFL analyst guy. Is that the podcast No, no, no. Guy. Current podcast. So he hosts a podcast, major, and he's the SmackDown podcast. color commentator. Right. And, right. and, and maybe... And I'm going to tell you right now, I know there's been a lot of great commentators. I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell. There's a bit. There's a bit we haven't brought. I'll up. tell you what. Tell you what. Pat McAfee might be the best wrestling color commentator ever. Might Jesus be. Christ. Might be. That's what a statement. Might that be. That is a fucking. What a fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it again. That's... He's the best one in wrestling right now. What? I think by a lot. And what? And. I think the the enthusiasm that he brings, the the quick wit. Okay, the, you're you're comparing him to like the Jerry the King Lawler. He's definitely people? better than Jerry. 
I'm but I'm saying like those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Tanay. Wow. The professor. I, I need to sit down. I need Mike Tanay. Absolutely. I need to sit down and listen to this gentleman. Corey Bleepin Graves. No, I said no. might. Okay. Wow, no, man. That's, just, that's the hottest take we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, that, that, you're welcome. That's what I'm here here's, for. Here's the, one more. Here's one more. The floor is that, literally there's another bone love. But Pat. Wow, dude. Has done. Wow. Has wrestled in two matches before. One a one on one and another one a war game. Wasn't it war games? It was war games. War games versus the undisputed era uh, in NXT, and they were both absolute bangers. So the highest compliment you can pay a wrestling match is if you say it's a banger, an absolute banger. It's either five stars in the dome or a banger. A banger. It was a banger. Yeah. Both were bangers. Um, and he's going to have another banger with Austin Theory. I do think uh, Theory goes up. So Austin Theory is Vince McMahon's chosen guy. He is a, a younger guy who has come up, not even through the indies, he's come up through the WWF developmental system. Well, he was in Evolve. He wasn't involved. Did WWE own Evolve at the time? Man, we not, were getting I'm not so, so inside baseball here. I am not so certain. Oh, so it's anyway, Bugs uh, again. It's Bugs again. Where why I turn the ring into Bugs again. Um, so Austin Theory is going to be a super duper star. And, yes, he is. But he is going to lose his ass off to pack bad field. You think so? Sunday. Yeah, oh, yeah. Celebrities man, always go over, man. I just, I, I can't see them putting the commentator over the, the I know it's Vince. Over gonna, is I'm, a wrestling term for the guy who wins goes over. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset if Pat wins. I love Pat McAfee. The stunner. Obviously. He that's, just did the stunner. No, that's, RK, that's an RKO. That's an RKO. When you flat back it, it's an RKO. Sorry. When you land on your bootics, it's a uh, stunner. Okay, sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ, amateurs. Anyway. Let's go to, speaking of Randy Orton, he has a tag team triple threat title match with his partner, uh, Matt Riddle, formerly now Riddle, formerly Matt Riddle, actual MMA badass, moved into the WWE. Randy! Randy! They are the RK bro. They will be fighting against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Montez Ford, who is married to Bianca Belair and is incredibly well-adjusted because she is a much bigger star than he is, although he can work his ass off. Mm -hmm. He is an amazing worker. And they will be going up against the Alpha Academy, which is Chad Gable, former uh, Olympic wrestler, and Otis, who is the walking definition of a pro wrestler. He's a big, fat guy. He looks like um, Listen, Larry the Cable Guy, but he can work. The work that Alpha Academy has been doing the last few months has been excellent. This is news to me. Chad, Gab Chad, Gable, Chad Gable has been excellent on he does a, he does his bit where he goes sheesh and that's like the opening like uh, line of their intro now the easiest way to get a crowd to hate your guts is to shush them you shush when my hand goes up your, your mouth, mouth goes shut. shut that's the miss that's the miss shout out the miss the next match oh who do we think wins the i think rk bro breaks up and uh but i here's the thing here's hot take i don't think orton turns on riddle you think riddle turns on orton Either that, or I think RKO or Orton does the whole. This is a tough one. I him. know what you guys think is going to happen, but I'm not going to do it. You go out and win the championship. He's going to be like supportive. I'm going to say who? Who are the champs right now? They are. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Alpha Academy here. I'm, I think Street Profits go over. I think Vince is like rocket ship for okay. those guys. Yeah. Getting into the main main events on Sunday night. Edge, legendary Edge. Even if you don't watch wrestling, you probably know who Edge is, but that's cut. That's cutting it close. He's probably on the very edge of, no pun intended, of who you might know if you don't watch wrestling, but you We're watch wrestling. We're all this dirty. Junior is making a face right now. <laughs> because the, one is of the this main, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar? One of the main events at WrestleMania Orlando was Goldberg versus what? Brock Lesnar. Junior, this match lasts five minutes, and let me tell you, in the stadium, those five minutes were just every damn human being in there on their feet. Yeah, nonstop. I because can imagine. we, we were I'm, like... 
Because this is the first time I'm seeing this. Smarky dorks like us were like, oh, man, enough with Goldberg. He's a 1,000 years old. What Why the... are they having him out here against Brock oh Lesnar? Dude, they kill the game. This is oh so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so uh, the match oh, we're talking about on Mania right. coming up on Sunday, Edge versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, not just because he was in the Bullet Club, but also because he can work his AJ Styles, wasn't he the other half of AJ and Free on 106 in part? I wish. That would make him uh, even a monochrome cooler. But no, AJ Styles is a wrestler who came up through Impact. Impact is a smaller promotion that has never folded. They've always been out there doing their thing. and uh, They actually have had an era where they had Hogan and Kurt Angle and Sting and guys like that. And they've hung in there. Uh, but always at the time, the youngest guy that everyone pointed to and was like, that's the guy. He's the one. He's going to be a superstar was AJ Styles. And he premiered at the Royal Rumble in 2016, which Joss and I attended in Orlando. And he has been in the WWE ever since. And he is one of the greatest workers of all time. He is a sure shot Hall of Famer. And he is fighting Edge. Another uh, Edge is already in the Hall of Fame, actually, at yes, WrestleMania on Sunday. I believe Edge will. Edge is actually the, the heel in this one, right? They've kind of face turned AJ on this. Yes. Yeah, so Edge has stopped using his "All this day" that intro. He's using something <laughs> different, and so he's gone like full dark. One of the important things in wrestling is if your entrance music is too popular, they have to change it on you if they want to make you a bad guy because fans are going to sing along to your Correct, song, which is smart. Um. So smart, smart, if you will. Right. I, 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 you know, I have a hard time seeing, man, I think Edge wins this. But but WrestleMania is the faces, so maybe it's AJ. Yeah, and WrestleMania is usually if WrestleMania if, if WWE was a TV show, WrestleMania is the season finale every single year. And of course, they start the next season twelve hours later on Raw. Right. So, uh, so I think I want Styles to go over because you know too sweet me, babe. But I don't think he's going to do. It. I think Edge goes over. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus your buddy Almost. Uh, Almost has never been on his back in a wrestling match. Almost. He is a, an enormous human being, seven foot four. Almost. 200-something pounds, 300-something pounds. Uh, they are booking him as the next, like, Andre the Giant, indestructible type. You think he beats Bobby Lashley? I, I think Lashley's putting him over here. Bobby Lashley is a shoot uh, MMA fighter. He was in Bellator for a few for a little while. He's also an Impact champion. Uh, he's had an amazing run in WWE. He was a, um, a WWE champion, and uh, he was added to the list, uh, and WWE has um, been notoriously slow in... Um, you know, being progressive and, and getting uh, minority champions. But Bobby Lashley was in the list with Kofi Kingston and Big a couple e. other guys. Big E. Jinder. Jinder Mahal of minority champions. So uh, Bobby Lashley, very deserving, but he's probably losing his ass off to almost in the thing. Yeah. And the main event of the weekend, the main event of your life, people, Monday morning, everyone will be talking about this and nothing else. Can't wait. Around the water cooler at your 9 to 5 discount job. I'm with you. Uh, lawyering, uh, accounting, whatever you're doing with your life. Everyone will be talking about Tell me. Brock Lesnar uh-huh. versus Roman Reigns what? for the unified WWE title. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Josh, can't believe it. as a pro wrestling expert, that is who crazy. wins. Roman Reigns has not lost a wrestling match since the Nixon administration. He has dominated everybody he's run through. Brock Lesnar, of course, is a shoot champion. He was a UFC heavyweight champion. He has been a dominant WWE performer for many, many years. This is about as big as a match as the WWE could ever possibly book that doesn't involve... Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the, it's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Of all at, time. at the most stupendous WrestleMania. In, in a 100,000-seat stadium in Dallas, Texas, in Jerry World, 
Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Who wins this match? I think Roman wins and Brock goes away. I think Roman Reigns wins and Brock goes away for a little bit. Roman Brock Lesnar knows good and damn well he can beat anybody in the WWE up in a real fight, but he is such a friggin' professional and loves the business so much that you will not find one person in WWE with a bad word about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar loves the business. He respects the business. He's been booked as a killing, destroying, epic machine, but when it's time to do the job for the real guys in front of him, he, he does the job. And Roman Reigns has been on an absolute tear since last WrestleMania. He has beaten anybody and everybody they've put in front of him. It led to one of the funniest exchanges between myself and my friends that we have ever had walking out of the stadium in Tampa <laughs> last weekend. Last last year that we will not mention here because it is ridiculously problematic. But just know that our damn group chat is titled This Exact Thing. Roman Reigns. <laughs> is a badass of all badasses, and not just because he's The Rock's cousin, because he respects the business, he works his ass off, he cuts ridiculous promos, he has the look, he is a former defensive tackle for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. We will not hold that against him as Hurricane fans. He's a Samoan named Joe. He is a Samoan named Joe, not to be confused with Samoa Joe. That was a bit. Roman Reigns will be your WWE now, the question- Universal Champion. <laughs> Come Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, Monday morning. That's what I said. You said Sunday. I've had a few Stussy Steve Weisers. It's fine. Let's, uh, so let's the, check the USA Soccer story. The right only now. thing that concerns me about that, and I, I think you get this regardless of who wins. Like uh, Josh, you're in you're in Dade County now. It's irregardless. Ir- irregardless of who wins. Irregardless. Irregardless of who wins. Like what do you do next? Like it's it's either Lesnar and kayfabe, of course. Uh, Lesnar beats the unbeatable champion who hasn't lost in over 600 days. There's been a champion for over 600 days. And for those of you who do not watch professional wrestling in WWE, Roman is introduced with the most unbelievable Final Fantasy music you've ever heard in your entire life. He definitely, it feels like the last boss in every Nintendo video game you've ever played is coming down to ringside when you face him. So you are you know that he is he is on the level of Cena, he is on the level of Rock, he is on the level of Austin, he's on the level of Hogan on the win streak that he's on right now. So either that, you get Brock going over that, and then okay, who beats Brock? Or you have Roman stay undefeated and the most powerful guy in Kayfabe, he still goes over. I, I just I don't know what what you do from there. Now there's rumors that Gable Steveson is coming straight to the main roster. Maybe that's the direction they go in. But I'm interested to see. The match is going to be awesome. They have so much history together. Paul Heyman is probably going to play a role in it. Uh, I am. It's there. I'm looking forward to a lot of matches. But there's a reason this match is going to go on last out of all of them on Sunday. It's because it's the two biggest stars in the company right now, and it's going to be an absolute banger. Oh, Josh Appel has declared it is going to be a banger before it is even a banger. You know what? I'm not ready to dispute that because I'm <laughs> normally I'm a snobby and New Japan Pro Wrestling AEW snob where I'm just like, these guys can't work. They're just going to go in there and hoss it out, and it's not going to be any good. You know what? I think these guys are going to kill it. I think they're going to burn that building to the ground. And I think at the end, the crowd is going to be booing like crazy, and they're going to be throwing stuff at Roman Reigns because he's <laughs> dominated everybody that you can possibly dominate in WWE history. He's beaten Cena. He's beaten Goldberg. He's beaten Brooke Laser. He's beaten everybody you can imagine. And then right at the end, at the end of the show, you're going to hear, If you smell, with the rock is cooking, 
Because that's all they've got. For the, well, did you turn my mic down while I was doing my rock bit, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Next year, WrestleMania mm-hmm. is in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. California, where all the movie stars live. And who's the biggest movie star in the world, Junior? Dwayne. Dwayne the, the Rock, Rock Johnson. Johnson. And the only person that Roman Reigns hasn't beaten in this reign of terror in the last few years is Dwayne, Dwayne the, the Rock, Rock Johnson. Johnson. It only makes sense. And that, <laughs> my friends, has been the wrestling episode of The Thrillers. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to talk about New Japan and ROH? And we can they, absolutely get no, into no, some no, ROH no, if I, you I, want I, to. I mean, uh, talk, no. What do you think the Briscoes are going to do now that they're free agents? <laughs> I, I was not signed with any big company. That's what I think. Because they're extremely problematic? Yeah. Did you hear the rumor that their uh, theme, they were originally going to sign with WWE and their theme music was going to be AJ Styles' theme music, but then at the last moment they switched really? and signed AJ's theme music? Listen to the lyrics of the AJ Styles theme song. It makes sense. Ah, yeah, little inside. Well, little did you know that? You? Did, did you know that uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's uh, music was originally supposed to be glorious, which turned out to be Bobby Roode's intro music? Damn, both bangers. Yeah, absolute bangers. Yeah. Another question to uh, tie two things together here: Did you choose to go to USF because they are the Bulls, and it's pretty close to? That's <laughs> Is that is I need to know this, man, because someone of your caliber, brother, I know you could have gone a ton of places and stuff. You kept it local on the so flow side, brother. In kayfabe, <laughs> in kayfabe, I went there because it was the two sweets. Okay, um, see, I'm, I'm surprised he's even playing along with this bit because Josh. I, of all my friends who I'm constantly pushing too sweet on, I'm like, too sweet me, brother. Too sweet me. Josh is the one who's just like, you fucking Mark. I'm not going <laughs> with you. I love it, though. I still do it. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I've, begrudgingly do it. I've said this before. Um, wrestling fans, when everybody, this isn't just wrestling fans, but everybody in the world, when you take a picture, people don't know what to do with their hands. Right. No. So oh, I, I like, do the awkward, like, point. Right. You do the point. You know, if you're, if you're super and a super edgelord, you throw a middle finger. Wrestling fans, we out ourselves. We're like... Too sweet. too sweet, brother. Too I love sweet. how you made that like a, a heat thing, too, that you guys do at the end of every so, game. Oh, yeah. So many years ago, after a heat win, we we pour onto the court as the Hoop Tour Extreme Team, and we wave our flags, and we celebrate with a, with a, you know with the crowd and whatever. And then me and Mike Biana, another huge wrestling fan and our very good friend. Uh, Shout out, Mike Biana. Host of Marlins Vision, host of uh, Miami, Can- Miami Hurricanes baseball, would go to the go to the midcourt, and we'd just too sweet each other in the middle of the court, right? And the other extreme teamers and hoop troopers caught on to this, and they were like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, look, I'll show you. You make the little wolf with your fingers, and we all kiss at midcourt, and you just, you too sweet me, brother. So now it's become a thing. So after the heat win, I wave my flag. I turn around, and I stare at midcourt, and I wait for all the other hoop troopers, and I wait for Bernie and occasionally a couple of security guys. And, and we bam, come over. Bam, bam comes over Dude, sometimes. The day a player comes over is Bam's going to come <laughs> over. I just spontaneously it's going to be a perfect night. Boss. It's going to be a perfect just, night. Pepaz is going to play. Poof. And Bam is going to too sweet with everyone. What is the six foot, 260 pound ball of glitter doing at midcourt? Because I will just evaporate into glitter if Bam wants to come over and too sweet me. And we, we, do, we make the wolves kiss at midcourt. And I say, the heat! And the rest of the hoop troop goes, R2, swing! And we all walk off to do 500 free throws. <laughs> hey, can my friend come down there and shoot free throws? Absolutely. Anybody you know. Uh, so, to... <laughs> so Josh reason, Chappelle, great form on your free throw. Thank you. Great form. Thank you. The real, the real Tony Elbow. Tony right, Elbow. Tony Shout out Tony Fiorentino. Yeah. Tony Elbow. Miami uh, Heat Camp. So, the real reason I went to USF 
the southernmost public university when it <laughs> opened in 19-whenever. If anybody knows anything, you know that Tampa is not the southernmost point of South Florida. But it was Obviously, the southernmost yeah. public school in Florida when it opened. Before FIU, before it. FAU. There you go. Correct. So that is the University of South Florida. I went there because I had a specific thing in mind that I wanted to find. I wanted a school that had uh, a student radio station that would allow me to call games and get experience doing that because I saw what Chris Whittingham did at UM. And so that's what I was looking for. And USF was that. It was in Tampa, a great city, close enough to home. To watch a Charlie Strong coach football team. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was Skip Holtz at first. <laughs> Skip <Okay>. Holtz. <laughs> I was so excited, too, because we, we made the NCAA tournament in basketball the year before I started there at school. And we have not come close to making it since. We do have a, a win in the CBI in 2019. <laughs> That's not even the NIT. That's below but the but NIT. we just we just won eight games this past season and extended our head coach. Sweet merciful crap! You mean in football you won eight games, not basketball? No, in basketball. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> in football, in football we're finally getting an IPF. They're they're going to put us campus on stadium opening that's a, up in twenty twenty six. That's an indoor practice facility for those of you who don't speak the lingo. Um, so I I go through it every year with Josh because I I root for USF because Josh I love Josh and I want him to be happy. But the problem is... Shout out my boy Pete Brotons. Name? Pete Brotons. Oh, no, I don't know. No. <laughs> so poor you, Josh and all his USF alumni and friends have had to deal with the damn rise of UCF football. As the, wor- a- yeah. the worst, the worst yep. part about it is, the worst part about it is... I think the state of Florida had to deal with the rise. We've and, all and, had and, to and, deal and with it's, it. It's We've our fault. It's it. our <laughs> fault. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because... It, the Blake Bortles year when they beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl. Mm, I know. It was one of, yep. our, wor- that was yeah, our, one of yeah, our worst yep. teams ever. Black Friday. You had him. We had him. You had him. We had yeah. him. I watched that game. Two, yeah. It was a kickoff return, right? No, that was that was 20. I'm getting to that in a second. Ugh, we yeah. had two chances. It's just pain. Yo, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so uh, 2013 is the year I'm thinking of Willie Taggart's first year. Uh, our good friend Mike. Was the uh, quarterback at USF? Oh, uh, shout out Mike White. Let Mike Cook, second string quarterback for the New York Jets, 400 yards last year against the eventual Super Bowl representative of the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals. Caught a two point conversion, just closed the He's deal in the out. Hall of Fame. God damn it, I love Mike White. I've never met him. He's just friends with Josh, or Josh is friends with him, and I love Mike White with my whole heart. With my whole heart, Junior. No fucking clue, but shout out to Mike White. He gets a pass <laughs> so, down here well, to the 305. Well, he, th- he threw an interception uh, that clinched the game for you. You think I give a fuck? Yo, well, shout out I to mean, Mike White. Like I said, down here beat the Bengals to death. 400 yards. That's it. That's so, it. And then in 2016, no, 17, 2017, that was the year they claimed their national championship that doesn't actually exist. These fucking guys so, with their national championship. So we're battling with them. We're tied. We're tied. We miraculous two-point conversion. Quentin Flowers leads us down the field. Charlie, Charlie Strong decides that he is going to kick the ball to first-round pick Mike Hughes, mm. and Mike Hughes returns the kick for a touchdown, yeah. and then we get the ball back, and, and we're driving, uh-huh. and our tight end, who yep. was now, who is now a Cincinnati Bengal, yep. fumbled. Yeah. After getting a first down. You're right. I remember that. I do. I remember that clear pain. as day. Yeah. All I know is pain. <laughs> Josh. You played the holy trinity of sports, as they say, baseball, basketball, and football. So Something like that. Yeah, you were a backup JV spring <laughs> football. I love these. I love these. Quarterback, right? Yeah, for backup, ba- JV backup JV spring, spring quarterback. Spring. Okay, okay. Uh, my freshman year of high school. Guys, so, I'm sorry. We ran off the, the cuff. Team. Off the cuff, can you give me your favorite athlete in baseball, your favorite athlete in basketball, your favorite athlete in football? 
Favorite football player. Huh. Favorite football player. You started with football. Favorite football, football player. player. Favorite Ronnie football Lott. Player. Who knew? <laughs> He's an old soul. He likes old free safeties from the San Francisco 49. Trying to think. Who is my favorite football player? You've never asked me, Junior, who my favorite football player is. Wayne Corbett. Why? Because he's white? That's racist. Yes. I'm tired of your racism. But it's Wayne Corbett. It's not Wayne Corbett. It's Braxton. Uh, it's Braxton <laughs> Berrios. Don't be stupid. It's, it's clearly Braxton Berrios. Uh, okay. Who is my favorite? Who's your favorite? Well, now it's Joe Burrow, honestly. Joe Shiesty? Come on, Joey man. B? Uh, growing need legit up, answers. Growing up. I'm, the, I'm not. I'm not joking. I need. Growing I need. Up, I need. I need the answer. It's we, we, we were Dolphins season ticket holders. Quentin okay. Flowers. Quentin Flowers. We were Dolphins season ticket holders. Randy McMichael. And I wore a Channing Crowder jersey to Damn. every single game. It's awkward that you're friends with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He knows. I told him. Yeah. You told him that. Yeah. He went all to right. Florida. I was a Florida fan growing up. I love Channing right. Crowder. You were Tebow jerseys all over Piper's yep. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's not bullshit. That's a thing that happened. I had the Broncos jersey, too. It's, it's better than our first guest. <laughs> wow. Um, Risa. Shout out to Risa. Shout out, Risa. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite basketball player is her favorite. Her favorite UF player was Aaron Hernandez. So Tebow oh, might wow. not be yeah, the... It was, uh, it was, it was wow. a fun So uh, favorite basketball player. Uh, where, where are we at with that? If, if you know me, you know that our dog's name, our golden retriever, his name is Wade. Oh, shout out Wadey Boo. So our, Dean our, Dean Wade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, different different Wade. D- Dwayne. Wade Jones. Wade and his name, Jones. of course, is <laughs> Wade And his name Jones. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Fuck Jay Will. Fuck Jay Will. (laughs) Shout out Mike V. Shout out D Wade. You really want to know who my favorite football player of all time is? Nope. Come on. Josh, favorite baseball player now. I feel like I've lost control of my own podcast. You know how you know how you went as a kid you you do the the pitching motions and the the batting stances and all that stuff. This probably Stop. should have been the show because you guys can bond over baseball because you guys know I hate baseball with my all my fucking heart, but you guys can bond over this. It, it's, it's probably Dontrell. That is a bold statement. Yep, Bill. Bill is going here. I have that. I think Joe. I have that. Oh, dude, that's all three of us have it. <laughs> I think I have that. <laughs> The action figure. I have one of he them for sure. He is showing one of the uh, action figures of Dontrell Willis, yeah, which I have here. Shout out to Young Train. Shout out to Dontrell. Shout out to Lauren Reuter. Shout out to the Reuter fam. Shout out to all of y'all. As a baseball guy, have you ever seen a leg kick on a batting stance like that in your life? That Pitching dude threw motion. his entire... No, no. Outside remember of he, outside oh, yeah, of cartoons, yeah, no. Like remember when he would bat? He would throw that yeah. leg up. Same was like, same as with the pitching motion. It was madness. Um, I also I was a big. I love you for that answer. I was a big Thank Josh you. Willingham guy too. <laughs> Josh Willingham had a walk off hammer, home right? Yeah, the, the hammer. hammer. Number uh, fourteen. I, I used to wear the forearm bands. Of course, you did. Like you like accessorize. Um, his name you guys, was Josh. You guys are going to see the uh, the his picture. His name was Josh. I'm, I'm accessorizing also, in the picture because of Josh Appel. But also, he, on my birthday, I sat in the Publix Power Alley one year oh. for a game against the Mets. Shout out to Publix Power Alley. My God. The entire 2003 World Series. What a Series throwback run. name right so there. So good. Publix and, Power Alley. What and, a moment. And uh, the Hammer hit a walk-off home run with oh. Miguel Olivo on base off of Billy Wagner, the closer for the Mets, on my wow. birthday. Wow. I watched... Um, was he throwing righty or lefty? Lefty. Okay. 
uh, the game three against the Giants that year, not the game where Pudge holds onto the ball at home plate, but Go the uh, Niner, the Pudge. <laughs> but the game where uh, where JP slides in in the bottom, I think it's bottom ten maybe to win the game from the Public's Power Alley, and I also watched Alex Gonzalez's not that one, the other one, uh, walk off home run against the mm. Mets uh, in the World Series from that Public's Power Alley. Mike and, Mordecai too, and if you know anything about the Public's oh, Power Mike Alley. Mordecai. You couldn't see a home run in left no, field. You could, unless, unless it was hitting to your seats. Right, which occasionally it was, and I right. got a ball one time. That's why they call it the power alley. Exactly. Or stadium. how about that time I started the wave? That was a Joe Robbie. Same stadium that had Bud Beach? I think they had. there, were, there was definitely a, a picnic area down the right field line by the yes. Marlins yep. bullpen. That is Sponsored where. by Budweiser. Shout yep. out DJM Dot. Bud Beach. Shout out DJM Dot. Shout out DJM Dot. They would, they would stick DJM Dot when he was the Marlins uh, DJ. He would, he would be down the right field there in the, in the picnic area. And look at him now. Look at him now, the DJ for Look the Miami. Look at him now. You're welcome. Oh, fish. Josh, do you have someone that you would like to call? Are we calling Mara? 11.15, Mara's in bed. Oh, he's doing it right now. He's doing it. No, no, no. You can't do it like that. No, no, no. We got to put it no. on. We got to put it on Bluetooth. Gee. Oh, uh, it's a It's a part of the show, guys. We're finishing up and I'm about to FaceTime you, so. Uh, hang on. Hang on a second. Yeah. Even I didn't know we were going to do this. I thought we were, I thought we were finishing up. I forgot about the FaceTime part. I'm the worst at this podcast. Hi. Hi, Mara. <laughs> there it is. Hi, Mara. Hello. <laughs> so, Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined right now on the three list by none other than <laughs> Bill. Intro her so Josh can so relax. Miss, we're joined by none other than Bill intro her. Miss Mara. <laughs> I'm not going to give your last name because you're clearly uncomfortable. We're not going to do that. Okay. But future Miss Mara <laughs> Pell in the next 360 days or so. Miss Mara. 339. We're not uh, counting. My little buddy here, young Josh Appel, uh finally went out and found himself a lady who is willing to spend the rest of her life with him. <laughs> and that's what's happening. And in... put up with me doing a three and a half hour podcast. <laughs> it's not a three and a half hour podcast. It's barely been two hours. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes like, away alive? on a weeknight. <laughs> Okay. Here's the thing, Mara, and I knew this was going to happen. I told Junior, I'm like, look, if we get Josh here at 7.30, we got to start at like 7.30 because Josh is like not going to fucking deal with this stuff. And here we are at 11.15, and we still got Josh podcasting out here. <laughs> I got to be up at 7.15 tomorrow morning. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. But here we have Mara on the podcast with Josh. So, Mara, welcome to the podcast. We'd love to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mara. Please tell the listening audience uh, from around the world. We've recently realized that we have listeners as far away as um, the Philippines and as locally as Broward County. What is the best part about living with Josh Appel? What is the best thing about Josh? Careful. (laughs) Careful. The best part about living with Josh. Yeah, I what, don't know. Why There's do you? A lot of really good things about. It. I don't know if I can just pick one. I but love to hear wow. the exact correct answer. Wow, Mara, tell us the positives about Josh Appel. We love him. Junior loves him. Oh, the positive things about Josh. Yes, he's probably the most driven person I know. Wow. Most I'm not people so say that. Wow, he, you know, sets his mind towards something. Right, we all know his love for sports and, and what he does. Right, and Josh always you know, is big on keeping connections with people and keeping himself busy and always, you know, trying new things and 
like spreading like, himself thin. So the first time he told you he was going to call a professional women's soccer game, when you know that soccer is not his favorite sport, not that he doesn't hate, not that he hates soccer, he's uh, he's come around on soccer, but it's not his favorite, and he's like, I'm going to call this women's soccer game. What did you think in that spot where you were like, you're going to do this? I no, I mean, I'm like, awesome, great, why not? Yeah, because it's a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> no, she likes, she likes when that. I get a paycheck. Ching, baby. I don't do it for the paycheck. I do it because I love it. <laughs> no, it's the I joke. Say, it's, why not try other sports? I mean, exactly. Why not? Say yes to everything. So one day, Josh is going to come to you and be like, I got this contract, and I have to fly to Sydney and do Australians rules, Australian rules football for six months in us in Sydney, Australia. Terrible structure. That's a terrible. It's an awful structure. Well, we're, we're, sorry, Mara. We're watching wrestling, so occasionally we've been breaking in and talking about wrestling. So he goes okay. away for six months to Australia to call Australian rules football. How are you? Are, like, are, you, are you proud of him because he's like being so driven, or you're just like, babe, I don't want to not be around no, for six months. No, I mean, when you date somebody who's in the sports industry, you know that there can always be an opportunity to talk about. Mean, so he knows what that. A, look at know, this. Josh knows. That I would support him, whatever it is. Obviously, he knows. Wow. We all know. Obviously, we'd like to stay down here and where our family is. But you know, if the I tell him if his job dream opportunity came around, obviously we would go somewhere. What an angel! What an absolute I mean, angel! I mean, I mean, we all know yeah. she great. We all know his dream opportunity is to call India versus Pakistan in cricket someday. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, oh, for sure, <laughs> you nailed it. That was the greatest answer that I've ever heard in my entire life. Probably it's certainly better than any answer I get. That's tonight. legit a ride or die answer. Three right and a half hours, we've not gotten anything good out of Josh, but Mara's killing <laughs> the game. Thank she you should for have been the guest on this. On this. Yeah, not me. Yeah, and we should have FaceTimed you in and just <laughs> right, did, did exactly. the WrestleMania stuff real fast. <laughs> exactly. Talk Fair. to the people, Mara. Uh, where are you from? We're, we're, we're all finding out. From the, we're from the same place. Me and Josh are both from Weston. Weston. Shout out Weston, Florida. Shout out Weston. The only place further, further west than my hometown of Coral Springs, Florida, and Junior's hometown of wherever the hell we are right now, unincorporated. Tell me, Allie, bro. <laughs> don't worry about what, what you're at, right? Don't worry, don't worry about you here. Don't worry. Bro, don't worry you about here. That's where you're at, you here, bro. Okay? You're here, okay, bro. You're here, bro. You're here. You're here. You're here. All right, so not Cypress what high? No, Cypress Bay. Cypress oh, Bay. Same high school as yeah, well. Yeah, and middle school, too. Hold on, so you guys knew each other. Knew each other, but like we weren't really like friends. We knew each other, but we weren't in the same Because like, Mara was yeah, cool. Yeah, knew you of were each the other. Josh is, Josh is much more popular. No, than no, 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 did I know this? Yeah, I feel like I, did I know this? <laughs> you knew this. I think I knew this. I'm pretty sure I knew this. Josh never had a problem with like making friends and being popular. I'm not so certain. <laughs> yeah, Josh is like the best friend. No, I call Josh all the time. He's so great at keeping in touch with people and like talking to people pretty much every day. Just a great. He's good at that compared to me. Pretty much every day. He's in a he's in a couple of group chats, especially one that I'm in that's just nonstop. Just no, Josh Josh just does an incredible job at staying present. We're yes. just throwing wordles at each other and uh, Listen, I just wake up in the morning and I piss excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Talladega Nights in my top five. <laughs> Are you swapping it now? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna get inside baseball here. Mara. So as you might yeah. imagine, Josh had been uh telling us the plans for the engagement reveal for multiple weeks before it actually happened. We were all very excited. Nobody more than so than a Marcelo. But Chris and I were also very excited. Were you expecting this? Like when he was like, let's go have a picnic at the place where we used to go to what was it the first was that a first date spot or no, so we were going to do it. I was going to do it. Um, at the place where we had a picnic for our first anniversary during the right. pandemic in August 2020. Shout out to But it was Tortuga that weekend. 
So even though Tortuga is somehow also this weekend, so so we, we multiple Tortugas. We, we we couldn't do it at that spot. So we ended up going to Coley Hammock Park in a better spot, more secluded, along the water, and it was great. So Mara, did you have any idea like when you were like, you're, like were you calling your the sister? answers? No. Were you calling your sisters say. and being like, all right, he's doing it today, or or I'm breaking up with him? No, it was never like that. I mean, he afterwards, and I kind of told him like the little things that kind of stuck out to me that really nothing were Josh. It was more other people and like little things here and there. But um, Josh will tell you the story that <laughs> we were leaving the house and he was dressed nicely <laughs> and, and and I like slapped his butt when we got to the elevator and I slapped his butt where the ring was. <laughs> no, no, oh no! Oh no! She, she, she tried to. She tried to, and I was like, "No, you can't. You can't do that there. You can't do that there." <laughs> it was like the, it was like the Matrix. You were like wiggling around. And yes, <laughs> exactly. And exactly. he just like was walking awkwardly sideways to like look at whatever he was doing. That's awesome. You need to know that it it, it wasn't this wasn't some um, run of the mill uh, engagement. He was he was letting us know step by step everything that was going on, and then the day of. The three of us were like, we were basically like his his brothers at that point. We were like, bro, how's it going? Is everything? Did you have any idea? Are you guys got everything set up? Does the, does the photographer there? Is everything good? Are we ready to go? We were all so excited, and he was like, it was just like I think he shot it in the group chat. He was like, it's done. I'm like, all right, cool, it's finally done. Let's start planning the bachelor party. Let's go. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, I was even connected to it. I have nothing to do with this situation, but I remember talking to Billy, and he's like, you remember Appel, right? And I'm like, yeah, of course, Josh like, Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, he's proposing. And I'm like, what the fuck? A little, little so old Josh. <laughs> I've never seen two people like, in my them. circle is multiple circles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my, I got my high school friends and the dudes, the dudes I went to camp with and the dudes I'm it's, working it's with like now. It's it, Yeah. And then, and then, and, and then Top five. You, get into a, you get into a situation where there's like a wedding or something like that and it's like multiple people from multiple circles show up. So at Marcelo's wedding, Junior is there because obviously friends with Marcelo, friends with, you know, friends with Alice and everybody. Josh is there because who's a better friend to Marcelo than Josh? And now... Junior and Josh are like super friends now. Josh, Josh steals his glasses, Junior's glasses, and uses the power from Junior's glasses to be like crazy, like extroverted uh, during the whole show. So it's just like you see these two people become like even friendly, friendlier friendlies, and I'm just like, this is amazing. I'm so happy I think this is happening. I, now that I now that you just described this moment, I think me and Josh had a uh, Adam Sandler and a Dylan Cole Sprouse moment in Big Daddy. <laughs> Where you grab the sunglasses yes. and you're Facts. just like, nobody can see me. It, it, I can do whatever the it, fuck it, I want. It and turned me into a different person that night. Dude, Dude, when you look back at the picture, and Allison, of course, has a million pictures from that night. And she will show you, like, she's like, there's Josh in the corner with his glasses on. Or there's Josh on the stage with his glasses on. And there's, they're like, you know, Marcelo and Allison, their life of the party anyway. So you can imagine at their wedding, they're like the wives of the party. And there's, there's Josh with the glasses on right in the guts of it all. Meanwhile, Allison's <laughs> bridesmaids are like all four. Former cheerleaders or dancers or whatever, and they're doing full on dance routines. <laughs> One of them's got like a flaming hula hoop in the middle of the thing or whatever, and there's Josh with the glasses on, just like, mm, yeah, yeah. When, when the Backstreet Boys, uh, Backstreet Boys came on, everybody, that's when that's when it really turned up. That was, well, that's when you had your moment. Yeah, that's where it was a culmination of things. And fun fact, you guys are gonna have two pairs of those glasses. Oh, for your wedding, and that is How the spoiler that? alert. There. Look at that. Shout out to your engagement and your Migos glasses moment. Love it. 
Love it. Mara, thank you so much for tolerating our nonsense. Yeah, so, Mara, so, some we of us cannot thank you enough. Mara, yeah, I was about to say, I got to work early. got to make sure Wade's all good. Oh, Wadey Boo, we already shouted him out once. We already shouted him out once. Wadey Boo is... Uh, Mara, Josh is spot warm when he walks in at 2 a.m. adorable. He can really keep him longer. Oh, my heart. Oh, Wadey Boy. Mara, you excited to watch WrestleMania on Saturday night? And Sunday. And Sunday, but also Saturday night at your place? I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> she says that's a yes that's a yes Mara we cannot thank you enough for joining us here on the three list on this podcast here with baby boo Josh and Bill and myself thank you so much for joining us hanging out with us and talking some crap thank you thanks for having me surprise join <laughs> that's how we do it thanks Mara alright love you I'll see you soon love you bye guys don't bye. keep them too long no no we're letting them go in about we're five done. minutes we've been on the air for seven hours <laughs> This is not how smart your territory used the to work. The shackles are it roughly off. It was a tight 45 minutes. It was a tight 45 minutes. Thank you, Mara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How's this going? It's going I, actually better than I thought. Although the people listening are going to be like, so much wrestling. That's I'm why you brought listen- me here, though. I'm not listening. Well, I was I was letting my wrestling people know. We're going to drag that. in the smart tweets people. Your friend from Heels? Is he no, listen? not I, I didn't let him know. He doesn't no. even like wrestling. Don't let Diamante listen to this. I don't want to know what a nerd I am. I don't want to know before I meet her. I already sent her every single clip that you mentioned. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is that Broman Brains? There? Broman Brains. <laughs> She's gonna be, I know that guy. He's a good worker. I'm like, no, I don't know. Wait. Roman Reigns is doing like the sphere. So this what's, match what's was that? terrible. And then, the, and then the next night at Raw, he deliver, Roman Reigns delivered right. the single best promo of his career. We got to get the shit out of here. But this match... Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. The Undertaker never loses at WrestleMania except for the one time he did, but he never loses at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is the next big thing in this part, and Roman Reigns retires The Undertaker in the middle of the ring in Orlando. Our good friend who we've been speaking about all night, Allison Gadea, a huge Undertaker fan growing up her entire life, watches The Undertaker retire in the middle of the ring. No. Tears flowing out of her face. Tears flowing out of all of our faces because we've no. been there for six hours and we were all exhausted. Not what happens, not six months later. He's back. The Undertaker has another match. He did not retire. He wrestled like four more times after this. So you're telling me the Undertaker came back from the dead? You're and he's going, going to the Hall of Fame this weekend. You're not going to believe this, but the Tonight, Undertaker. Tonight, when you listen to this. <laughs> so yeah. this was a good night, but man, we were tired. Man, that was a good night. This was a better night. We were not more or less tired than we are right now. Josh Appel, talk to me. Tell me how you feel being in the stew. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was a long time coming, that's for sure. It sure was a long time. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel pairing back up with Bill and basically uh recording the Glenn Rice episode of Smart Your Territory right now? Shout it out fe- to you money. It feels right. It feels right. It feels right, Lois. It feels right. It feels right. right. <laughs> Finally. Finally, Heat win, USA going to Qatar, Josh Appel, Smart Your Territory, WrestleMania week. We're out of here! I am very real. I'm the realest person you're ever going to meet.